this is Dark Ladies Radio, and you are joining us with a very special playthrough of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. I'm one of your regular hosts, Chris, and I'm joined by another regular host, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hey, Chris. Super psyched to be here, especially because we're recording a very cool episode here on the uh, winter solstice. Yes, and that will play into the theme of the of the uh, the scenario which I've written for this uh, for this playthrough of Warhammer. For- well, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. We're not playing 40k, we did that last time. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're joined by another uh, regular host of uh, Dark Age Radio, um, James. Hello. Hey there. Since you uh, mentioned it might be 40k, I gave my gun site a melter gun, so I hope that's all right. Unfortunately. And we are joined by a, a guest from a, well, uh, I think. The best way to describe it, you, um, Craig. So uh, we're joined by Craig Austin from uh, Red Moon Roleplaying. Um, just briefly give us a hint of what Red Moon Roleplaying uh, kind of plays, covers, and the style of the podcast before we dive deep into what we're running tonight. Certainly. Uh, first of all, hi, guys. I'm Craig Austin from Red Moon Roleplaying. Uh, really excited to be here today. Uh, Red Moon Roleplaying, we play dark games and dark worlds. We try and focus on the narrative. We focus on quite heavily editing our episodes uh, for the main feed anyway, although we do do little blooper reels and roars. And we basically just try and play quite a wide variety of games, but we like to focus on horror games. So anything like World of Darkness, Cult Divinity Lost, that's just recently come out. Uh, And hey, Warhammer games certainly can come under that. And I've been a big fan, especially of Warhammer 40k for many years. Um, So yeah, that's our general feel. but we've done quite a few other things as well, like we're doing Coriolis at the moment. That's a really cool space game as well. And yeah, we just try and do dark games and be grim and serious. But, you know, not all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> nice. Definitely uh, psyched to have you here. And uh, yeah, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay really sounds like it's up your alley. Really is. No, again, I've loved Warhammer 40k for quite a while, and I've equally loved Warhammer itself. I've never actually had a chance to play Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. So I'm really excited to actually now be playing the newest edition, especially with you guys. It's it's a good time to get in on it, and I'm going to be. This is where I need to make a uh, make an important announcement on my effective bias on this because I'm now technically I am now a freelance writer for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay for this edition mm-hmm. as well. So I've not written anything yet. I'm not. It's Christmas and it's busy. Um, so that's also why I've got a strong interest in it as well. So, uh, yeah. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah, you're covering a lot of games there. Right. Enough of all that crap. Let's get into this. Prepare yourselves for a very merry Monde still. The Warhammer world is much like our own. It has similar geography and similar continents, but in many ways it is unlike our own. To the north and south at these polar regions, the great realm gates of the ancients had been crashed into the polar regions and from which now spew chaos energies and from which come the servants of the chaos gods, the ruinous powers Khorne, Nurgle, Slanesh and Zeech. 
And much like our own world, it is populated by humans, but also many other races. There are elves, there are orcs, there are dwarves, there are ogres, and many other strange creatures and other strange races. The Empire came about as it was formed by a great saviour known as Sigmar. And the Empire is situated in what we would call Germany, or at least an area of the, that's situated in what we would see as northern Europe. And this great empire, created by the saviour called Sigmar, is at the time of, of the Warhammer world, is something similar to the Renaissance period. It has knights, it has gunpowder, it has soldiers, it has all manner of sciences, but nothing nothing by comparison to the Victorian period or later periods. It is still a time for the Empire of great hardship, of serfs and kings and kingdoms and heavy taxation and wars, in fact many wars. Another kingdom that lies in what we would call France is Bretonia, and it's if anything a little bit more, we could say, like knights similar to King Arthur and so it's more medieval or Teutonic in nature. But we will be more concerned with the lands of the Empire in what is commonly known as the Old World. So Europe is what we would call the Old World. The land of Sigmar is an interesting place. The Empire's vast and ancient land bordered to the north by the harsh Sea of Claws, beyond which lies Norska and the Chaos Wastes. To the east are the lofty peaks of the world's edge mountains that separate the green, fertile lands of the Empire from the grim, orc-infested Darklands. To the south lie the Black Mountains, through which is cut the heavily fortified Blackfire Pass, which protects the southern approaches to the Empire. The Grey Mountains to the west forms a political boundary between the Empire and the Kingdom of Bretonia. The lands of the Empire are heavily forested, with only the grassy plains to the south and the fertile farming areas surrounding the towns and cities being free of such dense forests. Within these natural and political frontiers are numerous small, semi-autonomous states that all together form the Empire. The eight largest of these are known as the Electoral Provinces because the leaders, the rulers of these lands, are given say in who is elected Emperor, Emperors being those who are followed in the footprints of Sigmar. They include the Principality of Reichland, the Duchy of Middenland, the Principality of Ostland, the Duchy of Talapakland, and the County of Stirland. There is also the County of Avaland, the Barony of Sudanland, the County of Sylvania, and the Halfling Mootland. The Empire has existed for over 2,500 years since Sigmar brought it together, as he formed his human tribes together to fight against orcs, to fight against undead, and to fight against the chaos. However, it is a dark time in the Empire, in the year 1999. The Empire is lay riven with dissent, and divided by the sword, for there was no emperor, and civil war raged across the land. Fear and superstition was rampant amongst the peasantry, and the elect counts were divided, as they did not know who to elect as emperor. Nowhere did the poor suffer more than the rural folk. And of course, all of this dark times, all of these dark portents, were all brought to bear when the city of the damned, Mordheim, was struck by a great twin-tailed comet. You see, Mordheim was once 
the centre of power of the Principality of Ostland. But was it due to sin? Was it due to pride? Was it due to the powers of chaos? No one knows, but this great twin-tailed comet, often normally thought as a sign of Sigma, lay low this great city. There was economic breakdown, and the Empire was in ruins. And this is the time in which this adventure happened. In the depth of winter of the year 2000, as the year turns, and Morslieb hangs overhead, the eerie green light of the moon reflecting off of the thick snow. A weary band of travellers on a rickety stagecoach travelling to a village outside of, uh, outside of Essen, away from the uh, haunted, burning city of Mordheim, and are heading to a, a smaller town called Verlagberg. And, of course, they're on this carriage because they're protecting food, supplies, things to keep the village going through the winter before it sets in hard. And of course, it is the night before Mondestil though. So Mondestil is still one night away and is a troublesome night known for when the undead may stir and all manner of evil things and, I don't know, goblins and ghouls come out and have their way with poor souls trapped out in the cold or who haven't given thanks to their gods. Now, this muddy, frozen track is leading you all the way down through through valleys, up over and down through hill, over hills, and about you, of course, the thick, thick forests of the Empire. And, of course, in this region of the Empire, the Ostermark, it's renowned that within these forests, it's said you can often see the glimmering lights of Will-o'-the-Wisps. Of course, over the few hills and crests that you you uh, cr you, cr you cross over, uh, you're able to just about make out in the distance uh, this the town that you're heading to in the valley. You can make out the small pinpricks of lantern light and whatever warmth is emanating from those buildings. As you can see, smoke, you know, rising up into the night sky. And of course, if you look over your shoulder in a particular direction, you might just make out the still burning fires of Mordheim. Now, you're not alone on this stagecoach. There is a rather grumpy old uh, coach driver of the name of Arnulf. And he's there, slightly drunk, ruddy, his nose also quite red, as he's sipping at some form of, some sort of syrupy, you know, herbal spirit, which to us simple mortals from Earth, uh, we can amount to as being kind of some grotty version of Jägermeister. You get the idea. And you're sat either in the carriage or next to him. So, who are you and how do you feel about traveling with this drunkard? Sure, well, uh, I'll go first here. Uh, I'm playing Sister Anezka, a priestess of Verena. Uh, but after the uh, the fate that befell Mordheim, the the economy in Ostermark has just been in shambles. You can't find work anywhere. So uh, I gladly accepted uh, three pennies to travel with this caravan. 
uh, guarded a little bit and uh, have a secure route to the uh, village for this festival where I hope to, uh, you know, help spread the word of my um, perhaps less popular goddess, but uh, still one that's very important to the uh, the ethics of the Empire. Um, so I'm grateful to be here, especially with such uh, such fine individuals like uh, like Freda right beside me. Hi, uh, I'm I'm Siegfrieder, uh, Siegfrieder Gilt, uh, Gilthelm. Um, I uh, I'm a peasant um, of all things. I'm here mostly because someone's got to be able to take over in case. Uh, what's our driver's name again? Uh, Adolf. Adolf. Someone's got to be able to uh, you know tuck Adolf back into the the end of the caravan and uh, take over if he's. Um, if he gets too drunk to drive anymore, um, I'm I'm a peasant. So for me, you know, three whole pennies is quite a quite a lucrative uh, adventure. If I'm even being paid that much, I could. Oh, you know, you're being well paid well for this. You you are getting two whole shillings each. Whoa, whoa! That's that's a life changing amount of money. I I might run off and just retire on that. I only have twenty four pennies to my name. Indeed, so. you could live it large for at least winter okay and well i would be hero worshveld i'm a little halfling quite literally a little halfling with chestnut hair not very young though in my late four well early 40s i hunt rats it's kind of what i do it's not a very complicated job but you know someone's got to do it so why can't I do it? Now, that said, any job is a good job, really. So I signed up with this straight away, especially since my cousin, Bert Old, said, you know what? Good time of year to be going cart jobs, you know, riding carts, guarding things on the cart. It's a good time. And I, I'll do what my cousin tells me. He's a knowledgeable halfling. So here I am with this uh, priest and this other lady. And I think it's a nice, easy job. Good way to earn some coin. After all, not like anything bad will happen. <laughs> Hopefully, and you're right. Catching rats uh, is a good is a good um, business for, uh, for 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 hero right now. Given certainly, the and room. of course, I have my little. Uh, I almost forgot my <laughs> little dog, Growler. He's with us as well. He's a very small little dog, but you know he's got a good bite and a good art, probably, maybe. And there is one other traveller with you. And his name is Helmut Arias, and he is in his mid-twenties. And he is the son of the Reeve of Verlagberg. He is travelling with you from Essen, because it was the only carriage going. And he is heading back from Essen, where he has been schooled recently. Well, he is continuing his studies to be a lawyer. So, compared to most of you, uh, he is far more well-dressed. Uh, and he at least has some signs of uh, you know, his his fine upbringing as as someone that has at least some standing within a village, uh, and he's hoping for more at least in future when he moves to Essen or perhaps perhaps somewhere as far afield as Altdorf. Now the carriage rumbles along, and Arnolf there is all grumpy and sulking and grumbling. He's just going. Oh, terrible winter, terrible winter. You, you, sister, you've never been through these parts before, have you? Have you, sister? Oh, I've been everywhere. 
I've been down these roads quite often. Not to this you particular village. Krampus. You know of the Krampus, don't you? We have to the, be wary of the Krampus. The the what? Krampus. He comes comes on nights like these. Comes takes children. Takes them. Takes the ones which aren't grateful to their parents. But oh, he, he's not going to hurt a, a nice nice priestess like you, Verena, is he? No, 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 no. But we must be careful. His uh, his his wrath can be quite shocking. I've seen the things he does. Hmm. Would you say he takes naughty boys and girls? Oh, oh def- most definitely. Ones that are untrustworthy, perhaps lying and such? Oh, I can't def- stand them at all. Definitely. He is, he is certainly a, a well, he is certainly something to fear and makes those who don't we're not God-fearing fellows, certainly fearful of something that makes them look for faith in in their Lord Sigma. Ah, but it says here in the good book that Verena uses many such entities and takes advantage of them to enact her will for truth and justice here in these lands. This probably isn't anything to do with Sigmar, you know, as such a young upstart deity. Clearly, it's one of the uh, an aspect of the older gods. You're one of those, aren't you? <sighs> kind of weird, aren't you? Well, I don't. I won't, I'd be careful what you say about the Krampus. Where it is, where it is that, where it is that his eyes glow a strange greenish color, a bit like them rocks we see, like that one there. And as he points out to you, a strange greenish rock lying in the snow, giving off a sort of glow. And that strange feeling as if something is maybe watching you but the carriage rumbles on so does anyone else want to speak to anyone helmet is keeping to himself trying to keep himself warm he is sipping mostly brandy i i heard begging begging your pardon sirs but i i heard the krampus can tell when you speak its name oh i've spoken its name well don't be speaking its name then miss what are you playing at I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, it's, you know, it's that time of, it's that time of year. It's, it, it gets, it gets you all, all worried. I, um, I, no, I, I, I think you need to calm down, and when you get in somewhere warm, we'll get you some nice birch, birch twigs, and you can give yourself a good whipping to, to, to get that evil out of you. All right. right. Anyway, hold on. What's this? And the carriage rumbles. To a halt. Ahead of you, a large tree blocks the track. Oh, I don't have it in me to move that. Look, you've been, you lot have been, uh, you lot have been hired for this task. Move that tree for us, or else we're not getting anywhere anytime soon. And well, if you ask me, there's a, they'll, they'll mostly, if you get that done quickish, there'll be a, more than just a hot meal on ready for you when we get to the inn. Oh, move the tree, he says. Move the tree. Have you looked at me, sirs? Oh, oh dear, I suppose Maybe I'll try and help. I'll, I'll, let, let me, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll help. Um, so, uh, I've got... Stone's down to also help as well. Um, one of my talents is I've got strong back. Oh, right. So I can add my SB to my SL in opposed... Oh, no, opposed strength tra- uh, tests. Um, um, I think it does strong back. Yeah, it's um, you, yeah, you can add a bonus. But yeah, you're you're quite strong anyway, aren't you, James? I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, I'm she's 30, quite uh, a broad-shouldered lady, isn't she? 
yeah, she's um, she's she's pretty pretty solid. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess I look for a bit that I can maybe get a heft on. So essentially, for this, it's going to be combined success levels of everyone that's trying to move the tree because not one person on their own is going to be capable of moving it quickly. But combined, you know, working as a party will clearly move it quicker. Uh, so. As the game works, it's quite simple. You are rolling a D100, so one die, one D10 is the tens. The other one is the units. And if you roll under your um, your attribute or skill rating for this, plus or minus modifiers for how difficult the task is, uh, you succeed. And then also you acquire more success levels where you take the tens die that you rolled, the number on that, and you take the ten unit of attribute or characteristic you're rolling against and you find the difference between those and that of course then gives you the success level so if you've got a skill rating or of 45 and the difficulty um sorry the skill the difficulty is like 45 and you roll a 25 then you get two success levels so it's that kind of simple so if that's all clear let's get on with it let's move this tree so helmet's gonna roll and uh Oh yeah, clearly he's been writing too much paperwork and is complete, completely crap at it. He he makes a mess, he gets stuck in the branches as he's doing it. And he walks off essentially cursing and muttering that his fine attire is getting ruined doing this. Hmm. Well, I'll jump off the wagon, but I'm going to be following behind, Frida, because uh, I'd like to help, but you know, I'm not very good at this sort of thing. Um, I'll I'll jump on and do some do a roll for this bit. Um, what's that? Oh my gosh! Well, that's not very helpful, is it? Uh, Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. And I rolled yeah. a sixty-five. Oh dear! <laughs> no, this is a great start to Warhammer as as per normal. Okay. Um, however. Um, it depends how, how urgent do you feel you are in wanting to do this. So, James, if you wanted, given how strong you are, you could you could actually spend one of your... Um, I think it'll be one of... You could do a re-roll, or you could do a... Um, you could do a something equivalent to that using your fate or resilience points and uh, resolve. So, for example, you could do... You could spend a fortune point... And you could get plus one success level to the, uh, that's the test. So instead, you could re-roll a fail test if you wanted. Um, um, yeah, I mean we're going to get stuck if we don't, do we? So I'm going to I'm going to use one. Um, so yeah, I've tried to shift it, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh sirs, just let me just let me get my footing. Um, and it's. One of them fell off the desk. There we go. That's better. Twenty. Twenty. And what's your skill rating? Um, of um, let's say, what would be? Is it athletics or yeah, it'd be athletics because it, it's it's lifting something. Uh, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. So yeah, that is a success level. Okay, so you start moving it, and uh, and the tree begins to be shoved out the way. Uh, is Sister Ineska helping? Nope. Nope. 
Uh, Arnold found <laughs> to help complaining that the uh, young scallywag walking off is uh, too good for doing a, a day's hard work. Uh, and, oh yeah, even though he's quite old, he looks like an, he's an old man. He's mostly only like 35 or something. Um, he puts his back into it and the tree begins to move out of the way. And between uh, Frida and Arnulf, the tree is moved off the track. And as you do so, this scream erupts up out from the darkness behind you, and Helmet is gone. Oh. Where's the young lad? He can't be gone already. Where will... Who took him? Who took him? And Arnulf stomps through the snow looking for signs of, of the young man. I kind oh, of well. jump behind Frida <laughs> for safety. Oh no! Don't don't wander off like that. There could be anything out here: beast men, mutants. <laughs> right. And at this point is, of course, when it would be appropriate for you to obviously you can do perception rolls. So again, you know, you're going to see some things, but let's see how much stuff you see, how perceptive you are. Because some of you are quite good at seeing in the dark. Some of you have maybe an acute sense of smell. Or something mm. else like that. Well, I have night vision. So oh, does that, that help me out? That's quite bloody handy. Uh, <laughs> even because it is obviously it's only like you know for what would be the equivalent of maybe four or five o'clock in the evening. So the sun has, as I said, already set, and Morsleeb is is high in the sky. Uh, let's see that talent then. So night vision is. Not on any of the pages I am looking at currently. Uh, let's see, night vision. Yes, okay, so you can see very well in natural darkness. Assuming you've got at least a faint light source, which would be a lantern and the moonlight. Uh, you can see clearly for 20 yards per level of night vision. So you can see up to 20 yards in the dark. So you can do perception tests in the dark. So everyone else is like at a minus 20 to do this, except hmm. it's quite open. But you can actually perceive into the, um, even into the darkness of the woods. All right. Well, my perception is 29 then. So I guess I'll poke my head out from behind uh, my friend and uh, I guess I'll have a look. But I'm a little bit concerned. I don't really know if I want to see anything, but let's have a look. Ah. Uh, 46 so not a success hero hero what about your what about your dog can it can it sniff anything Hero, i've got this bag that helmet left here maybe it can catch a scent oh sister that's uh, yeah good idea here growler give give a bag a sniff okay so you've got the dog sniffing at the bag uh and it leads you over uh, as it gets gets uh, at least some sort of a trail it leads you over to where there are what looks like um, hoof marks, maybe, and then clearly how um, the, the 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 imprint of Helmet's feet in the snow as he's been dragged away into the woods. As you follow the, if you wish to follow those tracks any further, I can tell you a little bit more. Well, I think I'll tell the others first. Uh, uh sister, uh, uh Frida, I, I found. Found some hoof prints. Oh no, you don't really think it's beast men, do you, sister? I don't think I like meeting any beast men. Well, what else could it be? What else has hoofs? 
could be a could be a black rider from Sylvania. It could be it could be some foul foul minotaur from the chaos waste. It could be anything. I'm looking quite alarmed as the sister speaks. I'm believing everything she says and thinking, oh no, <laughs> you're right. Oh, oh indeed. Look there. And Arnulf points out that splashed on the snow is an obvious spray of red blood. You can almost see the steam from that blood rising into the air. Fresh by the looks of it. Oh no. Oh no, woo. Oh no, what are we going to tell his father when we get there? I don't want to stick around any longer. I'm getting in the carriage and getting out of here. You can stay here and discuss Beastmen and other strange oddities, or <coughs> or you can get on with me and we can get back into into town and uh, we can come out with people at, at a later point. Yeah, Ar- Arnolf, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a wonderful idea. Yes, we'll, we'll gather a search party in the town. Right, well, up you go, sister. What about you two? You're not sticking around here, are you? Oh, no, I'm not sticking around here, sir. Let's get back on the coach and get out of here. I'm sure he'll be fine. Sigma save us, then. Sigma save us. And he makes the uh, twin-tailed comet symbol as much as that's meant to be a sign of good luck. Remember what happened to the city of Mordheim. Uh, And the stagecoach rumbles off down the hill towards the village. As you get closer to the to the village, I say village, small town, it has a pro- about maybe a population of 60 people. And as you get closer, you can see that there are many uh, wooden and stone buildings. There is a Temple of Sigma. You can make out the more opulent house from the from up the hill, which is the, the Reeves house. And the entire town has a circumference uh, made of, of, you know, a stone wall. Uh, there are two inns. There's a baker. There's enough to allow the village to, you know, kind of get by on its on its own without too much outside assistance. Uh, within the walls of the town is where the, you can also make out from up high the uh, the graveyard, and then of course outside on the flats of the uh, flat, you know, plains of the valley uh, near the river. You know, you can make out there's a, a water mill for for grain and plenty of farmland which at this time of the year is obviously it's been plowed left ready for the new year but it is cold and a faint mist hangs low to the ground the stagecoach rumbles through the gates uh into the village into the town sorry and awaiting in opulent clothing you know a floppyish kind of hat uh he has some you know uh maybe a gold, maybe a silver ring, has some gems on it, is clearly the reeve of the city, of the city, of the town, um, who Arnulf has obviously uh, informed you is Gerlach Rias. And uh, he's, you know, holding his fur-trimmed robe tight to himself to keep him warm out in the cold weather. And with him, as the stagecoach, you know, pulls us off, you notice someone else with him who Arnulf also points out 
is his wife. Though strangely, his wife, you would say, can't be many years older than Helmut himself. <clears throat> well, here we are, lads, ladies. Uh, this is uh, uh, this is uh, Mr. Master Gerlach. Uh, Master Gerlach, we have grave news for you. Uh, your son is missing. I fear the worst. Gerlach points to for the villagers and whoever of the town to begin to unload the stagecoach and take goods into storage or to the inn or wherever. He looks around. My son is, is missing. What has happened to him? Where is my son? Please, my lord, please, please be calm, be calm. I'm a priestess of Arena, and we have, we have come with nothing but the truth about the matter. He's been taken by some foul hoofed beast, and we need to gather a, a search party of commoners here in the village to go find him and rescue him. Aye, that's right. You lot all need to gather a search party and go look after your own. Good luck with that. Yes, and we'll of course need a hero here with his small and quite friendly dog to uh, help help sniff out uh, the, the, the missing lad. I kind of frown a little, <laughs> and then I go, All right, yeah, I guess you will, sister. Hmm. <laughs> well said, sister. I, we are blessed by your arrival. I was... I was, I was hoping to, hoping to settle a few matters with my son at the uh, festival tomorrow night. We will gather people together, uh, but before we do that, you you three must get in and have. You are of no use to me if you are cold and hungry. Uh, he brings out from within his robes a pouch. Here is the payment for you three, and he looks in the pouch. There is enough in there as payment extra for your help in searching for my son. Oh, thank you. This this contribution is is it's too much. It's too much. But thank you very much. Um, perhaps as as we dine and uh, and rest for the evening, uh, I and your lady wife could uh, perhaps pray to Verena and uh, uh, wish for the the safety and security of your son. <sighs> yes, perhaps. Um... I have things to attend to. I will have to organize men for the for the hunt. Uh, but you may speak with uh, with my wife uh, Saskia. Uh, she will take you to the reeves to my to our quarters, and she will uh, we, she will she will uh, listen to your kind words. Uh, the the inn, your lodgings are ready. They are paid for, uh, and there is food there ready for you. I, I must attend to other things. Right. Okay. So, what do you guys want to do? Well, I'm going to look at Frida. I'm going to say, well, Frida, what do you reckon? Maybe we get good on that food and drink. and Maybe we can find out what's going on around here. If we have to help, uh, I suppose, it's good coin. Uh, maybe we can find out something. Maybe it's not Beastman. Maybe it's just a, a, a wolf, right? Just a wolf or a big rat. I don't think any of the wolves around here have a have hooves, um, but I could I could find out. I could ask ask around. Uh, Frida's eyes are at the most are kind of stuck on the the bag of money at this point. Um, 
that is probably more money than she's seen in one place. Yeah, there's, um, there is, there's an extra, you know, let's say there's an extra, I would say there's an extra silver shilling in there each for you. So too many crickets. Three silver shillings each. Yeah. Wow. That's enough money to actually jangle together. You know, like, gosh. Um, uh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Um, yes, Hero, we, we should, uh, we should, we should, uh, we should find out if, um, anyone else has gone missing. Um, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go and ask around in the tavern. Um, ask yeah. around in the tavern. Good idea. I'll come with you, miss. <laughs> yeah, don't mind if I follow along as well. I, you know, should probably uh, take confessions or anything like that uh, for these villagers in this remote place. Excellent. So you head over to the inn, which has been assigned for your lodgings, and it is called the Bawdy... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be creative. What do you, know, let, you guys can choose. Uh, what would you like to call the inn? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> something that starts with Merry. Uh, the Merry, yes. Uh, let's call it the Merry Fish, because you are in the Ostermark, and the fish is a, uh, a typical uh, element of heraldry within these regions. So yeah, it is the Merry Fish. Um, so yes, you have the Merry Fish, this gurning you know, signage of a fish with this gleeful grin upon it, you know, just creaking in the uh, chill air. which And that chill air, of course, makes way for warmth, as you go into the uh, the inn, there are plenty of people sat around. There are antlers, uh, you know, on the on the walls. There are stuffed ferrets and other furry animals that have been caught and placed around the inn. Uh, there is a roaring fire. Uh, there are people getting merrily drunk, um, especially given that some of the stock that's been brought in on your carriage is now being popped open because they've been eagerly awaiting. Uh, the new delivery. Uh, as you you are you, you're giving um, you are you are directed to a table where you, you can be sat and, and fed, and you're brought out uh, three piping hot uh, bowls of stew, and you are also given tankards of a warm uh, mold cider. Uh, the innkeeper, or uh, at least the person that's attending to you, is a uh, is a uh, she's not tall, but you know, is a and just kind of homely kind of uh, barmaid. Uh, she has dark hair, typical of these parts of the of people that are of the Ungol tribe, as they were known in the ancient times. Uh, and she sets that all down for you and uh, asks if she can, you know, bring anything else to you. Certainly, another round of drinks. The uh, sister's pain, and I smile. Oh, of course, of course, young, young, young sir. Oh, oh, um, sorry, sorry, sir. You're, 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 you're. I, 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 I. We, we don't get many uh, travellers from the moot in this part. Um, I will, I will bring you more cider, probably. Ah, that's all right. And I look around, liking the crowd, but you know, at the same time, so many humans in one place. Ugh. So, so, uh, Possibly the local, you know, stonemason, or or maybe it's the local blacksmith. You're you're not too certain, but there, there's at least one dwarf there who is happily downing pint after pint as some poor poor villager 
thinks he can outdrink him in some competition. So you, you you eat, um, you drink. Uh, do you want to uh, you know start I, chatting around? Yeah, yeah. I um I want to use my my amazing gossiping powers to oh, right, um, okay. Uh, to just kind of socialize with some of the uh, some of the people in there. Find find a group that's maybe not too drunk from the look of them. Um, because you know the gossip from the very drunk people will tell you every you know they'll tell you uh, demons themselves are in the fields tearing up crops. Um, Siegfried is quite strong, isn't she? Um, she's thirty eight on, on yeah, she's strong back. I, th- um, I think, I think yeah. you've got to get some arm wrestling as part of your gossiping. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I tell you, if there's going to be some arm wrestling, I'm definitely gambling on it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, a table is cleared, and and the arm wrestling begins. Uh, someone opens a book, and bets are being placed. And, of course, in preparation, as, as uh, trash talk is done and people get acquainted, questions are asked, and information begins to flow more easily as more drinks are brought out. So, what do you want to find out? What type of things are you interested in? Um... <clears throat> I want to know if anyone else has disappeared, or if anyone's kind of, um, if there's been any strange disappearances recently. Okay, so that's going to be your gossip uh, skill, isn't it? So yeah. let me get out the that section and jump over to gossip. Um, so... That is what page one, two, three. Thank you very much. So it runs off your fellowship and. Each success level is essentially a piece of information I can give you, so it's a nice kind of, you know, uh, sliding scale of success there. Uh, I'm going to give you plus 15 on the rating that you're up against, because alcohol and merry, you know, merriment is, is, is being ha- halfway everyone, so you can you really take advantage of people being loose with their words. Nice. Um, wow, so I'm... I'm... Let's let's do a roll. Um, so I rolled forty-one against sixty-two. Okay, I'm 41. I'm very good at gossip. So <laughs> two success levels. So I'm going to tell you. Okay, so um, you ask about. Okay, so you can ask your your question about if anyone else has been missing. Let's let's go on with it. Let's let's get into this. Yes. Um. So I, I'm I'm there at the table, like so. Uh. The the festivals have coming. Uh, the festivals coming. Has a uh, have have people been coming to the village? Have we? Has anyone disappeared? Anyone? Uh, what's what's uh, what's the news? Burly young man, um, who you imagine is one of the farmhands, you know, cracks his neck a bit. Warm, you know, getting his hands ready for uh, arm wrestling with you. Anyone else be missing? Uh, mm, mm, no, we've got any uh, anyone missing um there's that beggar who who arrived in the last few about a month ago um yeah he's been a bit of a pain in the ass but 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 you know he's not causing any harm um um yeah you know it's been quite otherwise other than a helmet being missing but you know yeah if grandpa's got hold of him then uh it's own fault isn't it oh well uh 
I mean, is is that the case? Like, has has the Krampus got any? Like, do you ever remember the Krampus getting anyone from this village? Oh, oh, oh! My old man says he's uh, seen the Krampus steal a child out in, who was playing out in the fields, like some fifteen years ago, something like that. Doesn't it usually go after children, though? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's hungry. Maybe he's got a score to sell. I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna wrestle. I I'm gonna see how how strong you are. You're you're a big girl. We don't get them that big around these parts. I beg your pardon. I mean that in the best of <laughs> best way. Okay, what other type of information are you looking for, James? Because I mean, you're you're asking about people being missing. Is there anything else that you're interested in? Um. Oh, oh. Um. And while James thinks about that question, um, he, I mean, um, if uh, if if uh, Hero is wanting to obviously gossip um, and listen to people talking about things, or if... yes, I'm sort of listening to this conversation, and uh, I suppose I'll start asking around some stuff as well. Although my interest is, can the people around here even uh? Do a good search party. Who around here would be helpful in a fight? Because I don't really want to be going into a fight unless I've got a lot of big people next to me with big, big weapons. So let's see if I can do that. So, what was it? A twenty plus to the test? Yeah, uh, fifteen. Sorry, fifteen. So that would be forty-seven plus fifteen. Fifty. Oh, I got eleven. So I think oh, that's well. a success level of four. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, right. So the the possibly the burliest person in the town who leads most, you know, militia when the town has to obviously call together people to defend itself from, I don't know, a small band of goblins. When I say small band, we're talking like two or three, and they're eager to kill them. Uh, or, or worse, maybe, maybe, maybe the danger of something like uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, uh, the odd beastman that might be. So they need to make so town can defend itself. Um, is Bruno, who is a um, who is a wheelwright, so you know, obviously he does a lot of work with. Uh, Heavy woods, you know, he's a woodsman, but also quite skilled and uh, good with making, fashioning weapons as well, if he needs to. Uh, so Bruno is sat next to the fire, smoking on a pipe. Uh, he, he's got, you know, signs of scarring on his, on his bare arms from obviously working in a, a very, you know, rough uh, environment. And uh, he's got short hair, quite a bushy beard. Um, but he's smoking away his pipe, laughing uh, with his other fellow vill- uh, townsfolk who look up to him as being, I guess, somewhat honourable and trustworthy. And obviously on nights like this and with events like this, uh, they're clearly discussing the fact that uh, the Reavers already asked them to form a hunting party. And they're just I guess, having one last smoke and a drink before going out there. Right. I guess I'll go up to them and just sort of butt in the conversation, as I normally do, and say, Hi, uh, you lot planning to go and look for the Reeves' uh, son, eh? That 
that we be, we will be looking for the Reeve son, uh, young, oh, sorry, not young, sir, sorry, master, master, I missed your name when you arrived. Ah, uh, it's a hero, hero Worshfield, and I let it slide that he called me young, because of course, everyone assumes I'm a kid, even though I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hero, ah, good name, well met. Name's Bruno. Uh, I do a lot of the uh, woodworking around here, maintaining, making carts. We should—it's one thing we can sell and take back to the t- back to the bigger towns because we've got such good good wood in these parts. Uh, uh, yeah, it always sends up to me sorting out hunting party these days. Well, uh, it's good to be uh, in the logging business. Uh, I'm I'm in the rat business myself. Oh, uh, catch you! Oh, you're uh, you're. Uh, Got a lot of business these days, I hear. Hi, oh, a lot of big rats these days, but you know, <laughs> that nothing I can't handle. Well, with some friends anyway. Speaking of friends, uh, here's the thing: we saw those tracks, right? Look quite nasty. Uh, you, you lot going to be bringing some big weapons? Because probably could be a good idea. Well, big weapons, and he lifts his cloak off uh, the edge of his chair, and you see, leaned up against the chair is a pretty big frickin' axe that clearly serves quite well for his work, but also for murdering anything that presents some sort of threat to him and his and his fellow villagers and, and townsfolk who are out uh, logging. Yeah, I think I've got some pretty good stuff here. Uh, we'll be quite well prepared for whatever we find out there in the snow. Well, that's uh, good to know. Yeah, good, glad, and I feel a bit relieved knowing that these guys are going to be coming with us. It's like, because uh, I mean, you know, I'm being very helpful, but uh, I, I, I've just got my sling, which is good for rats, but not so much, you know, big Krampus things. Oh uh, well, you know, as much as I, as much as these boys may well love to see me take take on, I don't know, a goblin, an orc, maybe. We don't get orcs much around these areas. Thank, thank the Lord Sigmar for that, or uh, or worse, in a good old, good old fight. I have to admit, I have seen, I've seen a good, a good, good, good man of a stout heart with a sling, good stone to the eye of a of a beastie that can down something a lot quicker than that than a than a good sturdy axe. I have to say, so you may have only a sling, but you're still a, a worthy weapon in a hunting party if you. If you have my, if you want my opinion. Oh, ain't you nice? Oh, I'm not that bad with a sling, actually. I'm the best out of all my brothers, and that's quite saying something because I've got ten. Ten? I, th- I heard the moot was a, uh, moot was a bit of, was often called like a uh, bit like rabbits down those ways. Anyway, hmm, good to know. Good to know. Oi, oi, you cut out with that kind of talk. And he points over to one of the younger um, townsfolk who's makes quite a dirty joke and the others are laughing and what you also overhear is quite a slur on uh saskia they say something along the lines of how you know saskia is going to be quite cold in bed now helmet's gone i'll let that set in and uh ask uh, james (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well yeah i was um i actually had been thinking it was time to ask about um the uh 
the Reeves, uh, the Reeves' wife, because um, I can't remember her name. But uh, Saskia, Saskia, when when did she um, when did she turn up? Because she can't be Helmut's uh, mother. They look of a similar age, right? Uh, so yeah, the um, the the next uh, townsfolk who is now facing you in the arm wrestling competition, you just beat the other person. <coughs> yeah, I did. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, sits down. Saskia. Oh, she's from Kislev, of all places. No wonder she's so pale. That and that red hair, quite strange. But you know, they say she's cold of heart. But she was. Uh, she came here. Uh, let's think now. She can't have been. She was a. She was a maid in the Reeves house, and she arrived when. Oh, Helmut must have been maybe eight, and she can't have been more than twelve. Oh, my! Yes, that's got to be that's got to be strange being being mother to one almost your own age. Well, she wasn't mother. She was she was the she was a maid in the, she was a maid in the Reeves house, and then when she came of age, and of course she'd been working for the Reeve long enough. You know, things happen, don't they? Things happen, and you know he's a man of of wealth, at least wealth in these parts, and she's a simple, simple maid, a little, little bit of, little bit of crumpet like that, and the Reeve goes, well, well you know, marries her, and he needs her because she's effectively been bringing up his son for the last few years, and then, uh, yeah, but I mean that's all because, uh, you know, Helmut's mother died, real mother, died in childbirth, didn't she? She's she's buried in the town graveyard. Ah, um, hand on head at the moment. Would I have uh, would I have actually ever come to this particular village before? You know, do, am I kind of familiar with this? One? No, it's a backwater okay. village. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. I'll let you think about that and get to Mike because he he needs yeah. a bit, needs to have some bit of fun with uh, with Sister Ineska. I'm sure she has. She's been doing a lot of talking. And... Maybe. Maybe uh, what I think is probably going on is, uh, you know, while all this arm wrestling's going on and chit chatting and all that, she has found a nice little table, maybe by the fire. Actually, probably not. Probably in a cold corner where uh, far away from everyone else. She sets down her large uh, tome, her book of laws, uh, her holy symbol of Verena, which is a uh, a hanging pendulum like sword. Um, Bloody hell. And puts out a sign that says. It reads and also has symbology, since most of the villagers are illiterate. Um, uh, reading uh, free confessions, adjudications, and judgments, two pennies. Hmm, nice. Um, of course, that, all that money is going to go to the um, go to the temple back at Essen, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> right. That's interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Scales of justice. Yeah, there'll be. You'll have some interesting uh, symbology, of course. On like owls as well are are a, a symbol of of your faith. Um, when you are doing these confessions, do you put on a blindfold? I have to because I need to be an impartial uh, judge. Excellent. I can't be looking at their their facial uh, expressions. I can only listen to the words and evaluate the truth therein. Okay, right. A you hear the clatter of pennies in the dish, and you can tell from 
the fact that the person doesn't smell awful, you're going to guess it's a, a woman. Hello, miss. Are both parties here, or is this only one? I, I must... I must simply... I... I was in an argument with my sister. My sister lives in the... in... in... Uh, my sister lives in... in the... in the city... well, not in the city, in... in... Uh, in Bochum. Um, I was jealous of her when she... she left two years ago and married, and... I made I made a, I, I, I made I muttered a curse and I didn't really mean her ill I was simply jealous and I just feel this is the time to finally get this off get this to voice this as she is now a mother and I do not wish to 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 hold on to this this grievance with her anymore I hear you child and the goddess Verena understands the truth in your words you are being honest to yourself, and you are taking the correct steps. But only you can relinquish this curse. That's the most effective way. I can say a prayer. I can wish for the blessing of Arena, but it's only your own power that can bring uh, comfort and security and safety to your sister. Therefore, the next time you see her, look for an owl. And if the owl does not look back, the curse will be lifted. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And she gets up and leaves. Some time passes, and then you hear another set of footsteps and the creak of two chairs, as clearly two people have sat down, and the clatter of pennies in your dish. Sister, we have we have a quarrel to to uh, we have a quarrel to to resolve between myself and my my friend here. I say friend, I mean charlatan. I'm no charlatan. I I gave you those pies, and they were fresh when I sold them to you. It's not my fault you do not store them properly, and they weren't, and they went, they rotted, and they, they were ill-tasting when you came to eat them. Please, and please, I gentlemen, gentlemen, Verena has no interest in this sort of bickering. She only seeks the truth. So please, the truth from party number one. That will be me. I sold them, and I'm not going to have, give him a refund, and they were perfectly fine when I sold them to him. What, what kind of pies? <laughs> what kind of pies? Uh, they're like rabbit pies, you know, meat pies. Okay, very good. Uh, party number two, what is the truth of the situation? Truth of the situation is those pies were for were was were ready for a a uh, the celebration of my son's birthday, and when I went to look for them to take them from our from the store, they were and we cooked them. They were ill. We warmed them up, or you know, when we we ate them, they were already they're already just rotting already. The meat was already sour tasting and uh, and it was just wrong mm. and how long did you wait before cooking them well good pies like that are in the right storage i i guess they should last they should have lasted at least maybe a good two months yes 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 two months in the right store but it is not my fault we had unseasonably warm weather during those months 
And I told you, make sure they're stored cold. Mm, I think I can see the uh, truth of this situation. Unfortunately, uh, sir, I cannot uh, uh, rule any recompense in this situation. Um, unfortunately, according to both imperial secular law and the laws of Arena, uh, such spoilage uh, is not the fault of the original creator, and it is up to you to fully maintain any items of perishable quality, uh, as it says here in page 222. And she flips to it while still having the blindfold on. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And your evening continues a bit like that um, until someone else sits down and you hear the clatter of coins again. You're not seen a, one of you in these parts. Now, I have been tended to by priestesses like you before. Hmm. I do have something to say and an offering. These are my only two pennies I have on me. Shame, 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 shame. You understand about sin, don't you, sister? Of course, it's uh, what I study, mm. what I understand, and the truth that Verena tells me. Well, I was sinned against, and very soon all sins will be harvested. The sins of the Father and the sins of the Son will be harvested by the Son. Hmm. Do you seek justice for these sins? There's a long silence, and then no other response. After a lengthy period of time, Anezka takes off her blindfold. Does she see anyone sitting in front of her? No. Well, she collects her pennies, puts away her sign, and heads back to the rest of her compatriots. Excellent. Right. I think that's enough time uh, carousing and chatting and listening to all sorts of gossip and amusing jokes, some we, which we will not repeat here. Uh, they possibly involve word plays based upon the various different dialects of of the uh, of the empire, I'm sure there's a certain way in, in Reichland how they say frog that it mostly sounds like the way in Ostermark they say buttocks or anus or something like that. So that's how puerile some of the jokes will be. You may have a moment to converse amongst you what you have learned uh, before we continue, because you will have time to, you know, have a have a drink more, maybe eat some nice uh, sweet mince pies. Uh, uh, and Anezka's going to stay away from the pies, just in case. <laughs> of course. Oh, sirs, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the, you wouldn't believe the things I'd heard. Oh, um, and I just dish up a hot plate of goss. Um, uh, little village gossip as well, you know. Um, like I hear that I hear this person's been selling like selling rotten apples and things and. Uh, all this stuff, but um, also I hear uh, um, I hear the Reeves, the Reeves' wife, Saskia. Uh, I've heard that there's something untoward going on with her and Young Helm. No, well, you know, way I see it, it's not really our business, all that. But I tell you, what is our business? This uh, search and good news, guys. They've got some good people here. That Bruno over there, he's all right. I think maybe uh, the searching for the boy won't be that bad. <laughs> hmm. 
I understand the truth of this, Hero, but uh, Frida, you should be careful with such gossip. We only can seek truth and fact. Do you think that we should uh, pursue this um, this lead you have, uh, perhaps inquiring as to the relationship between the uh, the Reeve and his, his son, Helmet? Oh, I don't think he's... I th the thing with gossip is it's more fun not to know, but I think... Uh... Well, I don't know. I mean, you can do whatever you want, sister. You're all about the 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 truth. Uh, the truth is good. Uh, I should know. I've, I've never lied in my life. Probably, maybe. Hmm. And the door to the inn swings open, and the Reeve Gerlach is there with a few men already, and he calls for Bruno to bring the others. It's time. It's time to find my son. Bring Bruno. Bring these three as well they they will be compensated for their help in this matter uh that small dog there i believe has his scent is that not right uh master i frowned just a little because i thought we were gonna go in the morning but clearly not humans eh and i will uh -huh. nod and say I growl here i think's got your boy scent and growler he, he, he can smell a rat from 200 Yards. I'm pretty sure he can find your boy from, you know, as long as you guys are all ready to, uh, you know, step in when you need to. Well, if you say Growler is that good, then I'll ensure that he gets a very big bone as his compensation for all this. Enough chit chat, though. Let's get out there. Prepare yourselves. Bring some warm clothing. Bring some torches as well. You're going to be joining us, sister? Oh, yes, yes. I'll, I'll come along. I'll be what help I can. Excellent. I nod and go, very good, all right. And I get my hat and cloak tied up and perhaps not completely uh, <laughs> happily get ready to go with the others. party of hunters is gathered together and they head out through the front gates of the town walls and out back up the hill on foot it's a uh, you know when you were rumbled down uh on the wagon you know it didn't take you more than i don't know maybe 20 minutes but the walk back to where to where helmet uh went missing is going to take you a good you know a good almost hour trudging through the snow uh, it's the wind is bracing uh it sets your teeth a chatter and you do all you can to rub your arms to keep yourselves warm and the villagers that are members you know the members of the hunting party some are keep just keeping quiet listening to bruno uh, uh while the others kind of make idle banter uh one or two make the symbol of Sigma try as a symbol of protection. For again, they they look up at the glaring moon of Morislieb, now joined by its brother Manislieb, high in the sky, and they are not keen on the sign of both these moons looking down on this on this night. Okay. As you as you approach where um, as you approach where Helmet went missing, Gerlach points to uh, to Bruno, 
split up the party. We'll uh, begin our search here. Uh, that little dog will be uh, will be the best thing we have right now to at least give us some sense of where we can find my son. Let's, let's get to it. Yes, I will nod and uh, give Growl a little bit of a pet on the head before I set her off uh, searching for that scent. I'll also lean back to the sister and say, I don't suppose you've got any blessings for us, sister? Looking at the scar doesn't look too good. Ah, uh, well, Verena uh, protects all those that have never sinned ever in their life. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> yes. What about what about us? Excellent. Um, so, uh, Bruno splits, splits up the party. Gerlach is uh, leading uh, a small throng of men, maybe consisting of about two or three. Bruno again has about two or three men with him. Uh, you are essentially left to your devices to act as a group with uh, another another one of the hunters uh, with you, um, who obviously is maybe um, more knowledgeable of, about the area if there's any you know, particular stream or so you don't get quite so lost in the woods if you go into them. And you start searching around. Right. Uh, I think the best thing you guys can do is you can make a... It's, it's going to be a survival role, isn't it? To um, search about looking for any tracks and sign of of anything like a Krampus or helmet. Outdoor <laughs> survival? Aye, aye, aye. I'm no good at that. I, I, I got I got ten points of advances in outdoor survival. Oh, yes. Does also my little dog uh, give us a little bit of a bit of help here? Um, yeah, we'll say for you, the dog gives you will give you a plus gives you a plus effective plus twenty because he picks Ooh. up on scents and can see in the dark better than well better than these two. Yeah. All right, I'll give my outdoor survival a roll then. I got a pretty good roll right here. Really. Yeah, I scored a seven, so since my uh, outdoor is 31, I think it gives me three degrees of success. Correct. Ooh, nice. That, that's good, because I, I got 78. So uh, I, I'm the other end of that scale. I rolled a 96. If that's going to do something bad, can I re-roll it? <laughs> no. Um, that, let's see. So actually, that's a good point on dice rolls, isn't it? I think mm. um, that is a... I do believe that might well be a complete botch. Uh, it's been a while since I've played a percentile system and it's not turned up recently for me, so... Um, I was going to say, I think it might be because I think it was something like between like 96 and 100. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Uh, the dog gets whatever scent and leads you off into the woods and uh, you are quite easily separate. The dog goes off on its own, like you had it on a leash and it's bolted barking through the woods and you are running after your dog because you know dogs aren't cheap um and uh and he's your best friend <laughs> and he he's caught the scent of something uh let's sue mike um sister anesca though has is following some tracks okay and you are following yep. the tracks into the woods where helmet went missing uh, you split off, and that's essentially at this point is where your small party diverges from the others as they think they find tracks or they have a sense of where where to look, where a body may have been disposed of or 
or things like that. Think you know they they have a, a more of an idea of the lay of the land, whereas you're you're properly following the tracks, and you follow them for five minutes or so, you know, going through um, through the deep into deeper into the woods, you know, picking away over the thick roots of the trees, uh, stepping over outcrops of rocks, and you spot the you know where the hoof the, the hoof prints end and where there are now two sets of footprints mortal human footprints by the blind lady look at this can you see this now the only person with you right now is Siegfrieda because as you look over your shoulder you can also hear the barking of a dog going in somewhat the wrong direction and you can just about make out, uh, illuminated by uh, their their torch, is Hero chasing after uh, Growler. Oh, Frida, we can't we can't leave these tracks. We're going to lose them if we if we go after Hero. I can. Uh, oh, uh, what have I? What have I got? I, I I can I can stand here, and uh, if you call my name, I'll call back to you, and you can go and chase uh, chase our friend. Or do you want me to chase him? Um, um, no, I'll I'll stay right here. You 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 can go off into the woods. Uh, growler, Growler, boy! Oh, I think he's found something. Maybe I'll oh, calm down, Growler. What are you doing, running off? <laughs> doing my best to keep up. Um, yeah, I I guess I go kind of glump thing through through the woods. Um, it will take you some time to ch- to catch up with a halfling who's been running after a dog. It's uh, he may be he may be you know short. Short legs, um, but he does he does run um, a good distance uh, and down a steep a steep incline. Uh, oh no! Have we separated the party? We're all on our own. A little bit. <laughs> yep. Oh no! You catch up with the dog oh. hero, and you can now ah. make a perception roll with your night sight. So you don't have any you don't have any penalties for seeing in the dark. There's the the dappling of green light through the trees above you. That's great, but unfortunately my perception is still 29, so let's yeah, well. wish for luck. Ooh, 19. That's success level of 1. Okay. You see off in the distance a silhouette, a being. To your eyes, maybe 6, 7 feet tall, thin, uh, with legs, you know the the typical kind of like a like a dog or like I don't know like one of those beastmen, you know double that double back jointedness of them. But those horns are more like the the antlers of some great stag. And for a moment, for a moment, you think you think it looked right at you. I mean, I'm going to freeze up. <laughs> and as I freeze up, do I think it's seen me? Like, I think it's looked at me. What happens in the next few seconds? Is it coming towards me? It keeps walking and heading in a direction that you feel is possibly towards the town. You don't know, but then you lose sight of it. Oh. You look down and your dog is right next to your feet, curled up, shivering. It is scared as well. Oh, Growler, oh, you silly buff girl, what were you doing? And I give her her little stroke on the head. 
and I kind of panic a little because I suddenly notice where's everyone else? <laughs> and you hear calling your name at the top of the ridge, uh, Siegfrieda. Hey, oh, I, I want to call out, but then I kind of think better of it, and instead I'll just start making my way to where I hear Frieda. Yeah. Okay. And I guess you, you Siegfrieda directs a hero towards uh, where Sister Ineska is and the footprints. Yes, and on the way I say, Frida, I don't think we're alone in these woods. I saw a thing. It was that big. Maybe it had horns or something. James, are you there? Have we lost James? Oh no! Hello, hello. I uh, the cold. It must have. Uh, it must have uh, caused my voice to stick in my throat. Um. Oh, I sh- I'm just hurrying. We should hurry back. Um. Uh. Our sister Anzanka is a uh, no, an Eska, an right? Yeah, um, yeah. And sister Aneska is a uh, is waiting for us. She's found some tracks. All right, all right, and I'll follow. Yeah. If we see anything, if I see anything like a stick on the ground at this point, or a fallen branch, like I'm probably gonna maybe pick it up. I literally have no weapons at all. <laughs> Um, an improvised weapon of of a meaty, you know, branch. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you 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 catch up and you uh, you meet with uh, uh, with Anezka, who is stood shivering in the cold, looking at these footprints. I can't believe you two left me out here. There could have been anything. Beast men, well, dragon ogres. Well, I don't want Jabber's to panic, sister, but uh, I think there is something out here. But what have you found over here? Oh, look, the hooves, they, they just stop. And then then it's the booted feet of a man. Oh, well, that don't make any sense. Oh, what the, what, what in the name of Sigma? No, and I'll, no. I'll go and have a look at these uh, tracks. Can I make any sense of how they could suddenly change so quickly? Um, yeah, you can, you can make a, uh, what would it be? I, I mean, it could be just a basic outdoor survival role or an intelligence role or, um, have you got, have you got animal care? Um, animal care. Uh, it mostly won't be as that useful. Let's, let's go with outdoor survival. Or... All right. I'll lean down and have a look and I let uh, Growler have a little sniff as well. Yeah. I get 73. No, I just okay. shake my head and go, uh, I've no idea. Growler, though, is com- it seems to be reacting as if, you know, he's got the scent of Helmet. Uh, wait, Growler? What? Y- you want to follow these tracks, do you? The, yeah, uh, she barks. Uh, what do you say, uh, ladies? Uh, I think Growler's got something here, but I don't understand why the behooves in footprints. Oh, hmm. This is strange. I, I guess. I guess we've got to follow this. Okay. Um, you can begin following those footprints, and it takes you winding through the uh, through the woods, almost in a in a kind of a wide kind of crescent, back towards turning back towards the road, because it leads back to the road where you passed. A what would have been a um, a shelter hut, you know, because they would have those for, for the road wardens who patrol the roads to make sure they're safe for travellers. And 
the footprints you know you, you just about follow to there and when you get there you find signs of what clearly are um you know more hoof prints but of horses it's obviously horses you know you can see the uh the um iron shod uh shoes of the horses oh oh look at that oh no no beastmen it's just been horses all along it's been horsemen sister i've never heard of such things no 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 i mean men on horses oh oh gosh you had me you had me worried um but what could this be? It could be a, a highwayman or some kind of bandits that, that grabbed helmet. Oh. Um, well, they still... The, the tracks still changed mid-step. Mid also, I'm pretty sure we'd have noticed a bunch of highwaymen going on the road. We were on the road, remember? Hmm. Well, what direction do these tracks go to? Is this going back to town? Actually, okay. Sister Nezga has great orientation skills so she should yeah. be able to know that uh yeah they are indeed the the tracks from those horses uh do lead back to the town hmm something is amiss here and now you're back on the road you can easily get back get, you know head down that road so essentially in some respects the route of the 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 road is obviously not if you were on foot the, the path that you've taken on foot is quite rapid to do but it's, of course, through the woods. Uh, and, of course, you can't really take that road, that, that pathway with the carriage. So it is feasible that someone could have arrived with horses there behind the carriage and left the horses there and on foot made it through the woods to where Helmet was taken. Because... Well, I mean, do you two think we'll be in trouble if uh, we follow this back to the village? Seems to be maybe maybe he he he's fine and he got to the village on his own. Ah, uh, yes, exactly, and uh, surely you know even if he didn't, the the truth of this matter will uh, be very useful to the other villagers and to the reaver himself. Exactly. It's pretty cold out here. The truth of the matter, and the best thing will be that no one died horribly, because you know that's always really good when people don't die horribly. Uh, right. Yeah. And with that, you quickly set off back down the road towards Verlac and to back where Helmut was last seen. And hopefully you'll catch up with the rest of the hunting party. And as you get closer to that point, that point where Helmut was taken, there on the road you can see a gathering of men. And as you get closer, you realise something is amiss. Someone is lying on the ground. Bruno notices you heading back down the road. Where, where have you been? We, we need... Sister, you, you must be able to help. One of you may, may be able to help. And he points to the person on the ground who is in a, is, has been mortally wounded. You can see blood seeping onto the track. You can see steam rising from this wound. It's Gerlach. Oh my. Uh, I'm, I'm not trained in the healing arts. I'm not a priest of Shalia. Whatever you can do, whatever you can do. As you get close, um, if you are attempting to tend to his wounds, uh, Gerlach is there, blood you know, spluttering up between his lips. Sister, sister. sister. Yes, I must, I'm here. I, I must... Conf I'm, uh, I must... I must... I must... I know the truth. I know the truth. 
know the truth. I know the truth. It's panting more rapidly. Helmet, helmet, helmet is with it. Helmet, helmet, helmet is with his mother. Mother. And he passes out and dies there amongst you. I am going to attempt something. Oh, shit. As this is occurring, <laughs> I'm going to make a prayer to Verena. Oh, wow. To try to, uh, to, to hope that the god is listening and to perhaps stabilize uh, Gerlach in front of me. Now, this is a, uh, I think it's actually an optional rule, but it's basically a one in a hundred chance. I have to roll a zero and a one on my dice for this to even be pulled off. So I give a, a silent prayer to the blind lady to let Gerlach live so that he may know the truth. He still dies. <laughs> I would have been. Aww. That's really sad, but I, I love I love the the audacity to just give it a shot because you know that's that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Wow, I didn't realize that was a rule here. That's one I've missed, but I'm glad you've told me of it. Yeah, it's a is... it's an optional rule under prayers. I might have been kind of you know bending the rule a little bit, but. That's uh, definitely a cool little optional thing here in the book. There's a lot of great optional rules in Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition. I'm really psyched about it. That's, that's pretty damned awesome. It is. Um, as I notice this not succeed, I just sort of look to uh, Frida and say very quietly, I guess I was wrong about the whole no one darn horribly bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think uh, nice. that's, that's pretty, he's pretty dead. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually have animal care as a skill, um, yeah. which is weird. But it, part of it is that you can make sure you tend you can attend to the sick and the wounded. If he's bleeding, like people are kind of no. animals to an extent. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's a human. They're much more complicated um, in certain ways. Uh, Right. However, you are in a position to do, obviously, clearly inspect the body to see any signs of anything strange or how, you know, how, he, how he was killed. Oh, I yeah. actually might be very good at this. Uh, what skill should I use to investigate? I will have to say it is going to be... It's, it's should be perception. I'm just wondering if there's a... Anything else that could help? No, I think it is just mm. that it's classic perception. Okay. Perception. Oh, I'll give it a shot. Uh, no. Do you want to spend a point of um, fortune to reroll that? Nope. Nope. Keep those for a more dangerous situation. Yep. <laughs> classic. Anyone else want to roll their perceptions? Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a go. I mean, I might know a little about looking at strange things. I do kill rats for a living in the sewers. Let's have you a little. You find a lot of weird shit in the sewers. Some of it's a bit scary, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> ah, seventy-one. Yeah. I just go. Well, at least he doesn't look like he was mauled to death. I guess maybe by rats. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, oh, oh! I got twenty, and oh, I've got well, twenty-four well. perception. So, um, 
I'm under my number. By how much? By four. Oh, okay, right. Um, yeah, something impaled him. Uh, you don't know by what manner he was impaled. Uh, it, it's he's been impaled at least a, a, a number of times over the chest. So whether he was stabbed or maybe something else, you know, pierced him in that way. And does does yeah. it look like it could have been a spread of antlers? Possibly, because I think Hero. Um, oh, actually, uh, Hero, you you said the uh, the thing you saw had a bunch of uh, had a bunch of horns. Um, I frown, fiddle with my hat, and I nod and I say to everyone, "Yeah, yeah, Frida, that's right." And I say this to the whole group. Uh, I kind of thought I saw something in the woods. It kind of actually looked like it was heading this way, maybe maybe to the the the, t- the town. Do this these oh, these for what? You saw something with, like, with antlers, human-like. Well, no, it was, like, it was quite big. I couldn't see very well, although I suppose better than any of you lot would. Uh, it was big and tall. It kind of had horns, and I saw it for a few seconds, and it looked like it was heading in the direction of the town, which uh, I suppose would be quite a bad thing, wouldn't it? Right. And which way do you? Which way was? Did you? Did you? Where do you last see this? I point to yeah. the rough area where it was. You, and you've got orientation as well, so you have. Do you yes. Have, yes, you do. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're fine with where it would be. Um, he gathers together maybe half of the hunting party. Right, we're going to go deal with this thing. The rest of you? The rest of you, you can uh, take Gerlach back to the town. He should be, should be, should be buried properly. Yes, it's, it's all right, Bruno. I'll... I'll talk to his wife. Come on, man. Got something to fucking slay. And off he goes. And you hear much cursing from them um, and jeering. And they are, you know, getting themselves pumped up. They are passing around some whiskey to give them, yeah, just brace them ready for whatever fight they're going to find themselves in. Yeah. So. As the uh, villagers are taking the body back to the village, I motion to my my two companions here um, to just kind of hang back and walk a little bit behind them so that we can talk more privately. All right, the two of you, I, I know I can trust you. We've been on this this journey for the last couple of days. You seem like two good fellows. I don't want to say anything to the to the rest of the villagers, but the truth of the situation, the truth that was revealed to me by Gerlach is that Perhaps Helmet is with his his wife. Um, that's what he said. Perhaps it was just a talk of madness. That's why I don't want to alarm the villagers here. But I think the three of us need to uh, uh, investigate this further. Well, you're right, sister. If you think it's important, I guess you 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 know what the gods want and all that. Praise Sigma. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm not very bright. But does it seem a bit weird that? This thing could have attacked all of us, but it's only attacked this guy and his son. Yes, it is quite strange, isn't it? And that's why we need to investigate. See if Helmet really is here and safe, or if this was just the ravings of a madman. Because if both of them were attacked, both of them died, then, well, maybe, maybe the wife is next. Oh, what do you think, Frida? It's just like, he, he said, um... You said uh, 
oh my goodness, Garlack. Uh, you said he was. Um, he told you that Helmet was with uh, Saskia, and that's that's what they said to me in the tavern. Uh, maybe, Interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this is all a, a big old ploy. Maybe they've been trying to take out the um, take out Garlack, so so he's gone and out of the way, so they can have their their sordid tryst. Well, let's not uh, jump to conclusions here, Freda. You know, as the good book says, you must have physical evidence, not just the word of a dying man. That's true. I also have to be honest with I've got a few cousins who wouldn't find that that weird, I suppose. Is that a human? I suppose humans find that bad, don't they? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Let's not jump to any conclusions. We don't want to be getting people angry at us. Could lead to, uh, you know, getting kicked out of town. And with that, you help the others return, you know, fashion a, uh, a stretcher to carry the body back down the hill along the, the road to the town. And as you return through the uh, gates, uh, it is, you know, it's you know, a good two, three hours have have passed now. And awaiting you are many of the other townsfolk. And, of course, Saskia is there wrapped up in warm, you know, warm, fur, warm furs. And she breaks down in tears when she sees Gerlach's body brought into the town. She is inconsolable and is taken back to her home and already rampant are rumours as other villagers look at his wounds that clearly uh, the Krampus has both taken son and father. Uh, the let's let's choose uh, let's choose the baker, uh, the guy who made the pies earlier. Yeah yeah he, he's been he, horns horns has been stabbed him. He's it's clearly it's the Krampus. It's the Krampus. Oh, the, the whole family has cursed us. She is cursed us. She's from Kislev. We cannot trust her. She comes from the north. She brings all other curses with her. It's all a curse. Just as his mother died in childbirth as well with him. Curse the entire family curse. We must We must pray to Lord Sigmar. We must pray for forgiveness. Please, please, everyone, everyone, remain calm. Sigmar protects, I know. But so does Verena, and this is a perfect time to confess and understand the truth of yourselves to protect you in this dark night and this dark holiday ahead of us. You can make a prey roll. I will make a prey roll. I'm good at this. Yeah. Mm, I think my prayer falls flat. Okay, it doesn't do much to instill hope within them, but you've now got quite a a following of villagers who have and townsfolk who are on their knees around you, listening to your words of wisdom, of faith, listening to you as that evil moon, green that it is, hangs in the sky behind you. And as that's happening, um, you know, 
the others you can obviously make perception rolls or do whatever else you want because you've heard you know you're you're maybe not in such need of such uh faith and and words of uh words of religious fervor to to still your beating hearts and uh to get to give you you know some comfort so uh by all means look you know do some perception rolls as well yeah, I want maybe. to see if there's any horses around. Like, are there a bunch of horses? Because mm. we saw some horse tracks, yeah. didn't we? Like, uh, it, do we have a stables? Are there horses? That's I'm going for that kind of thing specifically. <laughs> Eighty-six. Yeah, you, you you're gonna walk off round the town looking for some other horses that aren't in the stables. So some that yeah. may be tied up in some. I don't know maybe some. Not outhouse, but maybe somewhere outside of the the town walls, somewhere where there's like a, you know, not a stable, but you know, um, bigger hitched up somewhere or hitched up, yeah, somewhere like that, you know. Yeah. And hero, I am going to, in typical halfling bluntness, just sort of say to some of the people looking a bit concerned, uh, trying to console them, say something a bit crass along the lines of. Um, well, the thing is, uh, I mean, it's only really the son and the dad who's getting attacked. Maybe it's just their family doing some bad stuff. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Perhaps not really in keeping what Sister Nesca's also saying. So, yes. But perfectly great and wonderful. And, mm -hmm. uh, and as, uh, as Siegfrieda is walking through the town, searching high and low, uh, looking over the town walls, trying to figure out where the hell would someone hitch up some horses. You find uh, sat uh, sat under the let's think where would be a good, good place. Uh, sat near a the the the, the still warmth of the uh, the forge. Um, so sat outside the forge, but you know there's still warmth coming from. From the fires that would have been that still would be stoked even now actually they don't want to put the fires out so there's still some warmth coming from it is a beggar and he's there swigging away on something he's you know lifted off some poor person and he's just giggling to himself <laughs> uh, wonderful wonderful night everything is everything is wonderful and wonder still oh hello sir oh hello Oh, have a have a have a card, and he pulls out from within his robes a uh, a small tarot card. Uh, it has a image of uh, death, but this image of death also has in his hands a fish. That's Thank you, it. sir. I've never had a card before. I'll treasure it. Is a sign of things to come. Oh, well, uh, fishes or. Uh, oh, oh, this uh, this skeleton yeah, trap. Uh, fish today, fish gone tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah fish. Mm, lovely things. Did you did you uh, did you come here recently, sir? Oh, I have been gone for a long time, but I've always, in some way, feel like I've been here. Oh, um, I've I've heard um, I heard that there'd been some mischief. Uh, from Mr. my yes, um, uh, it wouldn't be me. Well, maybe I don't know. 
Well, from what from what I hear, it might it may well have been you. And I was wondering, um, I didn't hear any details, and I I always love a little bit of gossip. Did you want to maybe tell me a story? Oh, uh, maybe a story. What kind of story? Um, well, I'm, I like a good story. Uh, I I'm interested in the in the mischief that's uh, that's gone on. I hear, I hear there's been um, there's been some trouble caused. Trouble? And... What trouble's been caused? Well, this is what I. This is what I've been here drinking. I haven't been nowhere. I don't know no trouble. Do I look like I know about trouble? <sighs> I've had about half this. I've had about half of what whatever was left in this, and this, and whatever was left in this. I think was port brandy. I don't know. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff for me. But why? What have you heard? I, I saw. I saw. I saw a little little fairy over there just two hours ago. So funny, but you know, then I had to hit it with my stick. Oh, where where did that happen? Just over there, little fairy. Why? What did you hear? So, hand on head at the moment. I am thinking this is the guy that was mentioned in the pub, the the homeless guy that was causing trouble. Does he actually look homeless, or is he just? Oh yeah, he looks freaking homeless. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you can do also a perception roll and look him over. Yeah, I'm just uh. Because I'm, I'm not good at the perception, but I'm good at the gossip. So I, I'd rather try and uh, wheedle it out of him. Um, uh, yeah, I um, yeah, it was uh, my 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 little uh, my little friends here were were telling me about the trouble, and I take out the I take out two pennies and I hold them up to my ears, and I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll have those. I'll get another bottle of this stuff. Yeah. All right. So, what trouble? What's going on? Oh, well, I hear you. I hear you've been causing some trouble around these last. I don't cause any trouble. I'm just, just, just come back home. Home is where the heart is. Where is that? Well, no, the heart. The heart's here. I should. I should know. I. I I've cut a good few out in my days. Uh, oh, don't worry. I used to be a doctor, <laughs> or at least you know. I, at least, uh, at least, uh, at least I used to used to be a uh, uh, a man of medicine. Oh, uh, how you know, about where the heart is? You know, it's the same. That's a nice thing. Well, when did you? Uh, um, when did you? You leave it, and I hand him one of the pennies that I got out. I left the day when when young Master Reese, son of Gerlach, was born, and that was the day I left. Because that was also the day. When Carla, a mother of Gerlach's son, died. I was the one that delivered that young boy. And uh, Gerlach couldn't look at me anymore. So off I had to go. Shame, really. But all things balance out in the end. Isn't that right? That's what, uh, well, that's what, what happens if you uh, talk to uh, that priestess, Sister Nezka, about, about things. She says all things balance out. That's what the god Verena means. But you know, Ranold, Ranold has a has a way with with upsetting the balance, playing playing with the wheel of fortune, as it were. And he plucks from his sleeve another tarot card, which is indeed the wheel of fortune. Oh, my sir, you you certainly have a uh, you certainly have fast hands. Well, uh, that's how I had to survive for so many years. And uh, my hands, my hands are very good at dealing with things, things that you were made of. And he pokes at your 
Looks up. Oh, you're, you're, you're. Oh yeah. Looks looks up over to. Oh yeah, you 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 got a deep voice, but you're a, you're a pretty big lady, aren't you? Oh, good on you. Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I take a a little little affront at at, at the uh, at the big ladying. Um, yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, I'm, I I've I've had enough. I'm gonna find somewhere to sleep because if you ask me, I'm pissed out of my face now, and I'm gonna use this coinage to get some more. Or if if not, because everyone seems busy, because. Because uh, everyone seems in the middle of town. Someone died. There's a funeral. I don't know. Mr. But, oh, a what? Mr. Uh, Garlack himself. The uh, is dead. Oh, 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 oh. Well, as I say, as I say, what goes around comes around and all balances out. Such is the Wheel of Fortune. Such is the Tower. Such is Hubris, isn't it? All things come to pass. Indeed, indeed, it does. Oh well, my time here is almost done. That, but well, that's a very <laughs> that's that's a very uh, that's a very cryptic thing to say. Oh, just look at me, look at me, skin and bones. It's a cold time. I came here for one last time because I just don't have it in me anymore. Too long, too long. I was in there. We've we've got a room in the inn. A room, and we're not using it at the moment because of all of the commotion. If you'd like That's somewhere to curl up, you. that is very kind of you. But I'm I'm gonna go find where my you see when I I left here, I, I my wife didn't follow me and she passed away many years ago and, and I have a few things to say to her before before my time is gone on this world. But uh, thank you for the offer. And he gets up and he saunters off. Oh, one other last card for you. Something that may well, be of meaning. And he draws a card, and it's the Two of Swords. I think that one, give to your friend. You'll know who. Oh, right. Well, uh, uh, have a nice chat, and I'll, uh, hopefully I'll see you around. Okay. And off he saunters, and before long, he's gone. And I'm sure you're walking off to find the others. Yeah, brisk, brisk pace, I think, at this point. Um, okay. So, uh, Mike, Sister Inezka, how is her? She the gathering before her may well have broken up. They are they've taken Gerlach's body to mm-hmm. um, possibly the place that's got the coldest storage is the basement of the butchers. Uh, Makes sense uh, to keep it, you know, fresh before they uh, bury it. Um, and what do you and yeah and here and Craig? What does Hero want to do? Well, I think I would have gone to Sister Inezka after she'd done with the uh, crowd, and I'd be a bit like, uh, so, Sister, uh, it's a thing. You don't think the boy is here somewhere in the village, do you? I don't know the truth of that matter, but I think we should go check on the uh, the wife of our, uh, our newly fallen lord uh, and see if she's all right. And ensure that the sun helmet is not somehow with her. I, 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 I think you're, you've got a good point there, because uh, yeah, that does seem a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, all right, I'll come with you then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is Freda about? Do you see Freda anywhere? Uh, I saw him chasing after some horses. As you saunter off 
into towards the Reeves house, which is um, further into the center of the the, the town, and is a, a larger three-story building. You know, opulent that it is. Uh, you are eventually joined as heading in the opposite direction to find you is Sigfrida, uh, and you meet outside the other inn. Uh, time to pick another name for an inn. We've had the Merry Fish. You can pick the other inn. Uh, what would you like to call this one? The tipped this one... calf. Oh, <laughs> go, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, no, it's the tipped calf. The tipped calf, right. Sounds good to me. Awesome. I'm going to do that from now on. Every player <laughs> in the names of inns, because it's always such a horrible task, or else I just need to have like a, a, gen, uh, a online generator for them. Anyway, yes, yeah, so you, you catch up outside the other inn, um, the one that you're not staying at, uh, because it's not at the town gates. Uh, and this one, this one has more of a sense of it being more of a spirits and winery type place so it's a bit more it tries to be a bit more high class oh lardy da it's a bit lardy da yeah <laughs> I, I just imagine the peasants just kind of like <laughs> peasants at a wine bar just i'll have you know i'm a burger not a peasant yeah, yeah. <laughs> right catchy pays well <laughs> excellent so you catch up with sofrida Ooh. All right, Siegfrieda, we're going to go check on the uh, the fallen lord's wife uh, because there's something amiss here. We should not only comfort her, but just investigate that there's nothing peculiar in her household. Well, talking of peculiar things, I found a man who gave me these. And I uh, I show... Yeah, the three tarot cards. The three tarot cards. Um mm. I look frown a little, thinking look they at this. look quite suspicious. <laughs> look at this devilry. Uh, this is the this is the work of of dark gods and witches and warlocks. They're the only ones that use these things. Aye, well, aye, the sister's right. Uh, uh, come on, Frida, put those in the fire. Oh, look, they're awful. Look at that one. Oh, I have skull to, on it. I have to hold on to this one. It's. Uh, I was told I have to give it to somebody, but um, the. The the man wasn't a, a, a warlock. He was a um. He said he was a doctor. He he's the one who delivered uh delivered young Helmet back when he was a um well a baby. <laughs> um uh yeah he was there the night that uh that the, the mother died. Um wait hang on what do you mean the mother died? The mother's uh over there right now. No the the, the real mother she's a uh, um. Uh, I think yeah, we're a strumpet. Well, oof. Um, Wait, are uh, you saying that Shaskia ain't the real mum? Oh, sister, what do you make of that? Ooh. I think it makes sense, little master. She's a, she's a bit young. Hmm. I, I'm not I, sure I, how it is down there in the moot, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Hard to tell you humans ages sometimes. Um, so wait, 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 Frida. So you're saying this person who added you these cards, which by the way, burn them and don't give them to anyone. You give someone one of those, they'll probably burst into flame. Isn't that right, sister? Oh, I've heard stories. Mm. Oh, um, but yes, he said he was the uh, the doctor. He'd um, he's been away all of this time, and suddenly he's come back, and he said it's uh, 
it's the wheel of fate. What goes around has come around. Um, but that means there's been some uh, some death going around, waiting to come back, I guess. Um, oh my god, uh, sorry, uh, <coughs> I'm, uh, I'm falling... I'm I'm falling slowly closer towards um uh towards Hero's accent, so I just <laughs> need to jump off that. Uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, he said he saw a fairy, clubbed uh... it with a clubbed it with a stick. Oh, um, oh, but oh, I think what? he'd been I think he'd been very deep into his cups. I'm I'm probably just like goss. I'm probably just spilling all of the gossip at this point. Um, from our conversation, uh, all the trash. Uh, it's it's hard to decipher the truth of this, uh, Freda. Yeah, this this individual thinks he's chasing fairies and the like. I I don't know. You said he's been drinking. I still think we should go check on the Lord's wife. Her home's right there. The nice three story one. Let's uh, just knock on the door and uh, make sure that everything's okay in there. I agree with the sister, but uh, good work. Reader, uh, again, just you know, get rid of those cards, right? Uh, nothing good comes of stuff uh, that sort of thing. Sigma says so. And I'll just interject because James, there's one thing that you would have would have still rung in your ears about the things that the beggar doctor apparently said was that the sins of the father and the son. Oh no, this was actually to you, wasn't it, Mike? Sorry, the sins of the father and the sins of the son will be harvested by the son. So, you know. But still rings in your ears. Oh, yeah, this could be something. I don't know. Yeah, I have not shared that with the rest of the party, though. You know, okay. priestly uh, confidence. Because there's you know various little bits of little interesting bits of information flying around. But yes, you head towards the Reeves' home, and you thus cross the the market square uh, where there's a well um, uh, of the town. And you head towards the opulent, well-made uh, establishment that it is, and you can see there is uh, some uh, signs of uh, light in the ch- uh, from a window upstairs on the third floor, and there is some light on the ground floor, and obviously there is a fire lit there, so there is smoke coming from the chimney, and I'm sure one of you will rap on the door. Yes, yes, I'll I'll do that. A uh, soft rat-a-tat-tat on the door. Actually, is there a knocker? Are we? There is a big brass knocker. Oh, yes. Let's use the brass knocker just to make sure. Boom, boom, and uh, you can make perception rolls. I always like perception rolls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. Eighty-three. <laughs> no. Ninety-five, but it's wow. not ninety-six, so it's, it's almost a botch, but not quite. Okay. I got an eighty-six. That's that's really great. Um, <laughs> so um, there's some time passes, a few a few few moments. Uh, you rap on the door again, and eventually, uh, Ms. Saskia opens it. Uh, she is clearly well. She she has a head. Uh, it's, it's late. I I I've she covers her face with her hand. I I. I must mourn my husband. I've lost so many people today. My my husband, my son. Please, I I know you mean well, sister, but I do not have time to listen to your words. Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. Lady Saskia, this could be a matter of your life or your death. So please let us in. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, 
are you I, I doubt this is intimidation unless you feel really up for that kind of stuff right now or is this more kind of coercion um i'm not great at i mean i'm actually pretty good at intimidation apparently uh sister inezka is really big as well um she's a, she's a big woman um, these are these are things randomly generated how tall is she i didn't roll that up but she has strength of 37 so you know it could be small and just really muscular so i'm just gonna it's gonna look imposing as i stare down the uh the lady in front of me hold on hold on if you don't know how tall she is i'm not gonna let you stare her down until you actually roll to find out (laughs) okay um this is warhammer by the way we're we're doing this live yeah (laughs) right just roll um where are we we just roll 2d10 i got 73 so you add the two so 10. So it's uh, you, you get 4 foot 9 add 10 inches. So that's 5 foot 7. Okay, that's respectable. Yeah, respectable you, in these, uh, among these peasants. She is still shorter than you. Oh snap, we're height twins. Okay. Nice. You you look at her, you stare her down. So you're gonna, you can intimidate or you could do charm. Uh, we're intimidating because okay. I'm pretty sure I'm better at that. Yes, I'm way better at intimidation. So I'm gonna... You know, say some things about the truth and Verena and punishing the wicked and that kind of stuff. And it's a Just to accentuate my point, as I look tall, uh, I got a seventy. Oh no, sorry, uh, thirty-six, which is below my thirty-seven. Yes, barely made it. And she didn't pass her cool check, so she and you, you beat uh, her cool skill. Thus, so you have actually a success level. Um, compared to her absolute nothing. She steps back and points towards the uh, the, the the main um, what's the word of it? reception room where there is a fire and where there are some chairs. I said, if you insist, sister, please take a seat. But all of you come in, take a seat, pour yourself a drink, and we shall talk. And she leads you through into the reception room and sits down and she hangs her head, her dark locks falling over her face. Hmm. Oh, I will follow behind the two others, but I'm looking around. I'm quite curious, and I also just sort of uh, look down to Growler, who comes in behind, and I kind of just sort of give him a sort of her, I give her a bit of a look. So I say, Growler, can you uh, smell the young man anywhere nearby? Hey, hey, that guy from before. Hey, hey. Basically, it's like, and to head each way. I kind of, um, <laughs> I guess we didn't keep anything from earlier, did we? It's, it's, it's fetch time, isn't it? Yes. Because Dog, dogs don't know who this person is. It's fetch time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. And I like try and um, say to Frida, Frida, have you still got that bag? I mean, I, I would not have put it down. It's got stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, yeah? Here? Hand it over for a minute. I'm only borrowing it. Don't worry, I'm only borrowing. Not stealing. Okay. Good, right. And I give it to Growler and I just sort of go, Growler, this one again, this one again. Remember? Sniff, sniff, sniff. You know, the garden for the woods. Oh, come on, Growler. You understand me, right? Come on. And the dog's like, huh? and then, you know, starts scampering off into the house. 
and I do all this and I try to be very subtle about it, hoping that Sister Nesca is like leading the way from this activity. Hopefully. So you're going to try and sneak off. So I think you need to roll sneak or stealth. Yes, stealth. So my stealth is 28, but then we bought me some more stealth. Is that right? Up to 35, was it? That's correct. Right. With my bonus XP listeners from being a completely random character. Indeed. Indeed. Oh my goodness. 35 against 35. Wow, okay. Will you succeed? Yes. And you slink off as she is not paying attention at all because she's just been intimidated by a priestess of Verena. Meanwhile, uh, Anesca is sat there opposite um, Saskia. Proceed, go on. What do you want to ask her? Lady Saskia, I just want to tell you what your late husband told me before he passed. I think it's important. I think you may be in danger. I mean, danger of, of what? Of whom? What if I of whatever is stalking this town, whatever is out there on this eve before Amondus still. It's the Krampus. It's a this is stupid town legend folklore, simply. I think to to embrace Verena's protection, I need to know the truth. I need your confession, lady. Con- confession? It's the only way that my goddess can protect you. What do you want me to confess? Everything. Sins, lies, any any thoughts of darkness in your heart. Right, okay. Mike, yes. The thing you'll be very good at doing is intuition, because you'll be wanting to understand whether you can get a sense of, I think it's intuition. No, that's of people when they're hiding something from you, because obviously this is going to yeah. influence quite exactly how what I will give away in any of this at all. If she has anything to give away, okay. And you are basically, you know, grilling her. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I can roll intuition. Uh, let's hope this works. I didn't put too many points into this. But I got a three. Whoa. So that is three levels of success. Okay. And, I, and it's versus... Oh, that's no good either. Okay. <laughs> she looks down. You can see her hands fretting at, the, the, uh, at her dress. I will confess one thing, and this is the truth. I'm sure you've heard by now, knowing where you've been, who you've spoken to, things that have happened. It is true. And now now Gerlach is dead. Now my husband is dead. And his son is dead. Then I must confess that, yes, I I did commit adultery with, with, with Helmut. Right. At this point, it is clear to Anezka that she is telling the truth with respect to what she has just told you but she is clearly hiding more. Hmm. Well, lady, I, I must tell you what your late husband told me. I don't know if he wanted you to know this, but it was a, a word of, of warning, of caution to me and my friends here. Um, and she just kind of waves so that she waves towards Siegfrieda, but doesn't wave towards the absent uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, halfling. He told me with his dying breath that Helmut was with you. With, with me? Yes. So I must know, have you seen him? Have you heard from him? 
we haven't found his body or anything like that. He could still be out here, out there, in here in your home, anywhere. Is, you could be unsafe. If he is alive, then he is out there. He is, I've not seen him since he went missing. She is, is still clearly, you know, lying the fuck out of, you know, she's lying. You can tell you've, you've, you've sat before crooks, murderers, all sorts of rogues, and you can tell she is, while she may well be able to lie in front of villagers, townsfolk, in this backwater place, but to someone like you, who has been in one of the most haunted cities in all of the Empire, Essen, where a lot of truth must be said in order to resolve some very angry ghosts, she is a complete liar and very bad at lying towards you. That's not the truth, Lady Saskia. That's not the truth at all. She gets up and she smashes at the fire her drink. I demand you leave here now, or I will call for men to take you with force. You are trespassing now in my home. You are no longer my guest. And she looks around. Where is that halfling? Cut to <laughs> a particular person, short of, short of stature, but... Certainly not short of wit and guile and a dog which is running through a house right now. Um, you may make a uh, perception roll. Wonderful. Does my dog help this time or is it just uh, a natural perception? Yeah, your dog will help. So you get plus 15 on this. 15 wonderful. That's... Come on. Ooh, 13. 13. Wow. So that's okay. uh, quite good, I think. Because my perception would be 29 plus the 15, so, yeah. Pretty damn good. You you get up towards the, uh, what you imagine would be the study on the top floor. And there are, the doors open, there are many bookshelves, there is a, you know, there's a desk, there's a quill, there's writing uh, papers, there are, you know, parchment, there is weights and balances for measuring out coinage. And the dog is scratching at a bookcase. And it is clear as day to your eyes that there are scratches on the stonework, which suggests that this bookcase moves. Oh, I look behind me. No one... Frida and the sister are downstairs, right? Yeah. Well, I guess venture not venture gained right that's what my old uncle used to say i'm gonna start trying to see if i can work out how this bookcase yeah. moves and you of course got such good success level um you it doesn't take you long to determine uh the fairly simple mechanism that allows the the bookcase to pivot and then simply swing free to reveal a, a narrow staircase that leads all the way down uh, almost, you know, kind of, you know, I guess it, it mimics um, as if it was a, a false um, chimney stack leading to a fireplace that's no longer there and down to the ground floor and more than likely to a, uh, a secret doorway that leads outside. From your own night vision, you can see that there is no one inside that staircase hiding. Hmm. I guess that would fill me with confidence to kind of go, go all the way down, and go to this exit outside. Which leads you back out into outside the house, uh, down one of the more 
uh, less obvious side street that's around the uh, the back of the the house. Uh, from what you can tell, you can't see anyone nearby that will would have known about this entrance. Hmm. And I'll call Growler down and go. Here you go. Is the scent? Can you smell it here? Can you? Can you? Is it around here, girl? And she gets the scent and is ready to drag you off. At which point you do hear crying upstairs, um, someone shouting for your name, echoing back. Well, no, actually, you'll hear it on the ground because you're back on the ground floor. You can hear mm. you can hear raised voices from inside inside the house. Ah, uh, what? All right, I wonder what are they saying? Uh, you can hear someone saying, "Where is that halfling?" Like literally high pitched, kind of you know, growl, scream, like you know. You can hear it's it's Saskia demanding mm. where you are. I will very quickly to Growler say, Growler, here go for a moment. We'll, we'll be right back. And quickly scurry all the way around to the front of the house. <laughs> and be, yeah, like, hello, hello, I'm out here. You, you not left me out here. Oh, very rude. Typical humans. <laughs> Saskia opens the door, looks down at you. Oh, so that is where you are. Hmm. Well, off you go. And she points out <laughs> towards the others. I think I... not, Lady Saskia. There's something amiss here. Uh, uh, sister, sister, I, I, I think the lady's right. We've troubled her far too long. And, and then I'll do some weird hand gesture. By the, the screams, the blood-curling screams of a woman out there in the town. What? What devil is this? In, in the direction of... Uh, the people have orientation. They would have seen the town from up on the hillside. You will know it's coming from the graveyard. Oh no, but I still rush off in that direction. <laughs> Shit. I try and say to Frida to wait. She rushes off, and then I'll say to the sister, Sister, look, we got a... He was here. The lad was here. He left out a secret entrance. There was a secret entrance at the back of the house, and my dog can smell him fresh, fresh. Sister Nezka then turns to Lady Saskia and says, this isn't over, and then runs off after Frida. Fine. And she slams the door, watching, uh, you know, having watched you rush across the town square, across the cobbles, towards the graveyard. approach quick with quick haste towards the graveyard it is a gloomy thing uh iron railings uh surround it uh there are numerous uh you know mausoleums not mausoleums but you know tombs and gravestones and numerous uh graves over the you know good few hundred years or more that the town has been burying people obviously they have to exhume some and put them in an ossery every so often you approach and outside of the gates is a woman crying. She is inconsolable. She is shivering. She is a nervous wreck. Oh, pray, 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 
Thanks, Sigma, you're here. There's, there's something's wrong in there. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. She's gone. Don't, She's gone. don't, don't praise Sigmar. Thank Verena. How oh. can I help you? What is happening here? She's gone. She's gone. Who's who's gone? Lady, 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 lady Reese is gone. I was laying Reeves' offerings to the dead in remembrance to 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 still their to still their their souls, whatever anger they may still have for unfinished business on this on this night of all nights. But she's gone. Are you saying that someone desecrated the Garden of Moor? Indeed, on this night, how how? Oh, it's not. Oh, please no. Please no, and she she turns, looking off off in a distance, and you know which way she's looking. She's looking all the way into those wretched lands of Sylvania. You know what she's thinking. I sort of just shiver a little and look to the others, quite nervous at the connotation. Go look for yourselves. I'm, I must go, and I must go, and we must we must call for a, for a priest of more to to reconsecrate these grounds. Yes, go do that. I'll then go over to Sister Aneska and say, look, I know this is important, but I think we've got a time limit here. Oh, I'm pretty sure the boy was outside that house. It can't have been too long ago. And now with this happening, I think my dog might have the trail of where he's gone. What do you say? Maybe we should go try and track it down. I'm thinking, uh, no offence to you humans, but you lot like all your treachery and deceit and betrayal all the time, don't you? I prefer truth. I prefer truth. And truth. All right. Yeah, sister, no offense. But what do you think? I think maybe this, maybe our boy is up to no good. I think you're right, little friends, but hmm. yes, you're right. I would like to investigate this grave, but if, if, as you say, Helmet is out and about, this could be quite dire. And with Lady Saskia aiding him and abetting his vile crimes... This is a, a, a just a terrible for justice and an affront to truth. I agree. What about you, Frida? I don't see why he'd dig up his mum. I don't... But no amount of trickery is going to make that something... Like, there's no benefit to it. I think I, I've got to know what's what's happened. My the, the, nice, the nice doctor said he was going to the... The Growler runs off into the graveyard, barking. Oh, heck. what? Um, what? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to run after the dog. I shall also run after my dog. Can I just at this point reveal that the dog is the best plot device in the entirety of this game? <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> so I guess you follow the dog through, um, you know, weaving through the gravestones and various uh, monuments to the dead. Uh, you pass you know, memento mori, the amount of skull skeleton engravings upon these stone edifices that are grim, but you know are also a sign of uh, reverence towards more the, the, the god of the dead, or at least the god of the dead for humans and for the empire. Not like that foul creature that calls him the god of, the god of dead, Nagash which we will not speak of here. And into the graveyard you go, and very soon you you find, uh, you can see ahead of you, 
a freshly dug grave. But the dog isn't at that grave. It's poking around in some bush nearby. Ooh. I frown a little and go over to Growler, and I would call out, but kind of feeling quite uncomfortable in this graveyard, so I kind of just whisper, Growler, what are you doing? Okay. And as you approach, you see that Growler is tugging on the trouser leg of a body. I grimace a little and uh, say, and oh, phrase Sigma, keep us safe. Sister, Frida, look, I think we've found something. What, what is this? Okay, uh, you you feel free to make perception rolls, and then I can reveal as much or little information as we determine from that. I got nothing good. <laughs> of course. I'd love to have a character with a decent perception. I got 36, so that's a fail for me. I get 39, which is a fail unless my dog again was helping. <laughs> no, the dog's not really going to help much more on this. He's, he's, yeah. he's no Poirot. Um, but I can still tell you plenty of plenty of interesting things as you look over the body because you find before you in the bushes a man, a man you don't recognise. Uh, his attire would make you suspect he is possibly some, I don't know, soldier, mercenary. He has a bag with him. A You, you quickly go over his body. Uh, I mean, Hira, you're, you're used to finding bodies dumped in the sewers and, you know, it's the way you make an extra bit of, you know, extra bit of money is, you know, what, ways not, what not. Um, you find upon him a pouch of coinage of gold crowns. Some five whole gold crowns. Oh, wow, that is wonderful. I'd pick those up and pocket them without even a slightest bit of thought that, you know, feeding from a dead body isn't maybe polite to some people. There's also a, uh, a ring with a gem upon it. The other thing, as you begin to take these things from the body, uh, in his clenched, um, no, in inside his shirt is a letter. And that's when you realize, as you pull that from his shirt, the shirt kind of falls open a bit more, and you realize that he's been ripped in half, and that really almost makes you all want to heave. Ah, oh, even for me, that's a bit much. Still, I kind of reach for that letter... I'll look to Sister Nesca and be like, ah, uh, well, he don't need it no more, but uh, you do the whole reading thing, don't you, Sister? Oh, yes, I, I do. Good thing I took that talent. Um, <laughs> yes, hmm, what, what does this say? What do we have here? Uh, you, you have a letter. It is signed HR, and it asks, it says, when both moons are soon to set, meet me in the graveyard when everything is done. Well, here we have it. The physical hard evidence. Helmet's alive. He murdered this individual. And we have enough causal evidence to prove that they plotted the murder of the noble one. What, you, you, you think he wanted to kill his father so he could run off and have loads of kids with the mother? Or something like that, I don't know. You've got it. Oh, cool. Wait a minute. No, this has been ripped in half. Don't think don't think he could have done that. He wasn't wasn't that big a uh, wasn't that big a, a lad. If you look around you, you will also note that the grave that's been dug is the grave of Carla Reese, 
the mother of Helmut and that her body has been exhumed. Her coffin has been broken open and the body removed, the skeleton removed, whatever remains were removed. Hmm. I mean, I don't want to alarm anyone, sister. And I'm looking quite nervous as I say this, uh, and I sort of start fiddling with my hat. You, you don't think there's anything uh, like unholy going on here? Oh, I've seen a few things. You see things in the sewers, especially some of the cities. And sometimes people like to collect dead things, and, and they do stuff with them. And obviously that's not very good, is it? Hero, I've heard the stories myself. I don't know if this could be one of the masters of the night or one of the undead, but let's be on our guard just in case. But I think it's time we return to the lady's house and we do an arrest in the name of Verena. And once we've arrested her, then we'll be able to flush out this, this devilish helmet, this diabolical traitor, this Kinslayer. Kinslayer, aye. Aye, that's a, nothing worse than that. I'll groove your sister. Come on, let's go and show this stupid woman what's for. Excellent. Uh, with that, you set off ready to, uh, uh, ready to, you know, act out some good old justice. You storm through the graveyard, heading back to the Reeves' house. And as you approached again, there are lights on inside the house, and uh, it's really up to you. How do you want to go in? Did, okay, uh, team. Did Hero say there was a, a a passage, a sneaky passage? I would have, yes. Yes, I said that to Sister Nesca, so. Mm. <laughs> we could take the sneaky passage, or we could have one cover the back, one cover the front. I'll go in through the front. Or, sorry, did I say that? One cover the back, one cover the side. I'll go through the front. All right, well, I'll cover the side. Uh, you two, good luck. I'll take the back. Okay. okay. So, is going through the going by the front door. Is that right? Yeah. I think let's all... We should just storm the place. <laughs> we should go through, like, every entrance. <laughs> and someone and just outside, is that right? I'll wait outside. There is, a back, the, yeah. there is a back door as well, which would have been mm. the back door from the kitchen that would lead to... Um, the stables, and that's actually where the stables is also where the um, the secret entrance comes out because it's the most you know covered, so it's not so obvious that it's a a secret escape e exit that way. Um, but yes, so who's like the back door, James? You're, yeah, you're taking you, the, to the back door. He said that there was a stables there as well. Well, not a stables, but you know, it's where they keep they would keep their own personal horse because uh. it's a it's a fine stallion type yeah. horse. You know, it's an expensive horse. You wouldn't keep it with everyone else's horses. Okay. It's also yeah. when you keep the pig before you slaughter it for, you know, Mondestil or whatever festival you're doing. Yeah, I guess I'll um, I'll I'll uh, I'll kick the back door. You're kicking the back door in. Okay. Um, Sister Inesco, is she just opening the door, kicking open the door? I'll use the knocker first, just to see if we can get the door open for us. Okay. Right. Good. You hear the loud bang of the brass knocker on the door, booming through, and there is no response. You bang more furiously with that knocker upon the door. Again, there is no response. From your position, uh, Hero can see shadows moving 
against the uh, the lamplight in the upper the upper stories of the house. Mm. And here I can make a intuition roll. Oh, with my amazing intuition of twenty nine. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's a thirty three. Um, it's just about a failure. I don't think I can do anything with fate or fortune. No, uh, you could do you could do um, you could do a re-roll if you really wanted to. We're very close to the conclusion here. I was going to say, was fate which one was it that you could choose a dice result? Oh, choose a dice result. That is, yeah. Um, oh, that's a very very good good point. Um, oh god, I can't. I think if you spend, I think if you spend fate. No, it's resolve. I think oh. it's one seventy. There I was go. looking at it earlier. <laughs> uh, it's spend. Uh, it's spend resilience. You spend a resilience point, uh, and you can do. I will not fail. Wonderful. Let's do that then, because it's finale time. I'm thinking. So yeah, I will spend a point of resilience to turn that into any result. I guess. Is that it? Any result? Uh, yeah. Then let's go for the best result possible. Let's go for a one. Yes, of course. So the way that these are, you regain resilience and resolve by acting in accordance to your motivation. So that would matter for a campaign. But for this, hmm. it's just, let's do it. Um, you, something is really weird. It's begun to snow more. Or, no, it's begun to snow again. And you can see your breath on the air and while there was a drip, drip, drip of water from a uh, from a a drain into a barrel on a nearby house, it suddenly all turned to ice. Uh, uh, she, she said, uh, "Maybe, maybe we should go around the back. Let's go around the back quick." And I sort of just run to the back to find Frida, and I'm like, "Frida, let's get this door open." Mostly already kicking in the door right yeah like i was i was trying to go in at about the same time as um because i thought the plan was we were all going in together so i i'm probably do a strength test it's athletics yep. you know, yeah i guess i'm the bashing door. in the door as well yep uh athletics you say yep i got 35 i which is under my 39 okay so that's a success level yeah that's one success uh you're gonna have to roll again so you haven't got in that round, in that turn. So you need to roll again. Yeah. Uh, Sister Nezka also got an 18 on her athletics. So that's a success. As she's bashing into the door, she starts to shout out so that all the town can hear. Lady Saskia, psh, psh, you stand accused of murder psh, and conspiracy psh, and the murder of your husband. Psh. At which point I'm sure the door flies off off the uh you know swings open and lets in the cold snow that is now falling uh likewise uh Siegfried, you know bashes in the door yeah. and you're into the kitchen which is far warmer than where you were originally and it doesn't take long for you all to meet up at the staircase on the ground floor when it's quite apparent that no one is on the ground floor currently hmm. quick up the stairs at which point you proceed quickly up the stairs, I'm sure, running at speed. Uh, there is no sign of anyone on the second floor. There are multi there are what two, three bed, uh, two bed chambers there, and uh, 
some sort of storeroom and then you head towards the top floor where you do hear uh hushed you know like you know not hushed maybe more um anxious voices one of which may seem reminiscent um if we go past the fireplace i'd like to grab a poker or something good call uh... good call big red hot poker awesome and you head up the stairs and there as you see the pair of them uh with helmet with a a bag very heavy laden with whatever books money and expensive items he's been able to bag of his father's possessions and they're heading towards the study where of course here you know is the secret entrance out hmm i will go and i call to growler growler get pointing to that little secret entrance bookcase to try and get her to sort of run and block their path that's where they're running to runs towards it and growls at them barking but then looks up sniffing at the air looking for something and then begins to whimper and runs to cower behind a chair as you hear some heavy footsteps on the roof above you whoomp whoomp and you can hear something almost as if ah let's see you know how kind of like um like a moose makes a loud, a loud kind of. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's not a, almost a roar, but it's like you know, it's not like a roar like a lion, but more like a moose. Whatever moose sounds like. I don't know, Mike. You want to fill me in on on that? Maybe I can't quite think. Moose or some other kind of similar type quite type creature. What? It's how more, they sound? I don't know. Like a yeah. moo. That's a cow, but I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a very deep. It's a very deep guttural. Voice. Right. Well, Hello, I think, but it reverberates. I, yeah, I think whatever it is, I just look straight up, looking very concerned. Like, oh no! Anezka's unperturbed, or possibly just ignoring what's going on. It says, "Stop, helmet! You're accused of murder." What if I did? What if I did? Did kill him? And obviously, at that point, as you say that, that is when you hear the. The, foot, the 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 stomping on on the roof. What is what is that? What is what is that? Is I the... looked, Frida, and I just say quietly. Didn't they say the Krampus collects the bad children? I'm thinking this boy here has been a very bad boy. I think uh, <coughs> I think you're right. These two uh, these two have caused all kinds of trouble killed all sorts and like my like my friend doctor said things uh what goes around comes around you also hear cackling laughter from the town square outside and you're able to peer through the window of this study and you can see the beggar out there with his arms outstretched kneeling on the on the cobbles see the sun has returned and will now harvest the sins of the father and the son. Helmet, helmet has returned. At which point the roof caves in on you, not directly on you, and this tall, seven foot, you know, seven foot tall, antlered, I won't say minotaur, but more, the only way to describe this Wendigo kind of creature with a snout, teeth, and when you look at its eyes, you finally realize, oh yes, 
it does look a little bit like Gerlach, stares at you as it snorts steam from it and it reaches out, pointing its spear towards Helmut. And then, mangled through its mouth, it says, I'm finally reclaiming everything from you. I might just take her as well. Okay. At which point, I think we can finally do this final combat. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, um, I mean, I mean, you say final we, combat, I'm we're, kind of we're backing all, away in terror. Are we, I think we're all just, yeah, we're all just backing away slowly right now, right? What's Frida doing? Um, I've, I've got a, I've got a red hot poker, and I've got, I've got skills in brawl. Um, it's, it's time to, it's time to stand up or back off, and I think I'm standing up. Um, I, but I'm, I'm at least, I'm standing between, uh, between this creature and, uh, and my friends. Frida, I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to give me ground. So, Frida, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is for Raina's judgment. Um, you will act in initiative order. So, what are you? Yeah. What are you guys? Um, what's your initiative ratings? Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Nice one. Twenty-nine. Okay. Thirty. Oh wait, no, sorry. That's wait. The intelligence. Where's initiative rating? Is it int? No. No, I. Oh, it's I. Sorry, I'm 23. I, 29. 29. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's correct. So, Hero and Sister Aneska will get to act first in all this. Siegfried will get to act last. Yay. Because we're going to do it the simple way. So, yes. Proceed, sorry, because um, it gives you an idea of what you want to do then, because obviously it will get to act before some of you, but not some of you. Um, okay. Yeah. What, where where we're kind of you want to just know where we're kind of placed and what we're thinking. Yeah, and that okay. gives you an idea of how to respond and what you're going to say. I just wanted to make it clear because it will influence how you act and roleplay this. Right. So wait. So I'm twenty nine. So I think I'm last, right? James. Oh, I'm first. You. Right. In that case, then I have started backing away. I'm looking very fearfully at everyone, and I'm looking at Frida and being like, Frida. It's not our business. They brought this on themselves. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think since Sister Nesca also acts at the same time, she's also going to be backing away. But she's going to be talking to Helmet and say, "Say, Helmet, Saskia, you you must repent. That's the only way to be saved. You must repent and be truthful to Verena. You you may 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 be saved. He beat her. My father beat her. What is, this is not. This is." What is this? What is this? You touch her and he, he draws a sword and rushes to strike what you presume is the Krampus. What do you want to do? I think uh, Frida's up next, right? So what mm. does Frida do? I think it all depends on what Frida does right yeah. in this instant. No pressure. No pressure. Meanwhile, obviously, Saskia is running away from it towards the staircase to get out of the building because she's not stupid. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is probably, like, far and above Frida's head when it comes to dealing with, basically, like, supernatural entity things. She's going on what she's been told. Um, 
I've been told I need to give a card to somebody at, by by a strange wizened old man. So in one hand I'm holding my poker, and in the other I'm rifling through my bag like, wait, wait, I've got something. This is for you. Right. <laughs> um, wafting it kind of in the direction of the Krampus and Helm, in case any of them looks like they're actually reacting to it. I've got a thing. Okay. I've, I've been... T uh, yeah. Rather than addressing either of them, just trying to see if I can get anyone's attention. Um, uh, not paying attention to you because it is completely uh, fixated upon uh, Helmet. As Helmet rushes towards the Krampus with his sword raised high, it quite deftly grabs him by the throat, holds him up high, and you watch as Helmet's breath goes cold and his skin goes pale and then the Krampus lets him go and he drops to the floor as if in rigor mortis. The Krampus bellows out you know, in delight that it has finally killed this, well you don't know what he's, why he's so happy and then he looks at you and he looks for Saskia Where is she? You took her from me She's mine and he stomps towards you. Uh, oh, Sigma, help us! Uh, you guys want to do? No, well. she's not yours. This is yours. I was told to give this to someone, and I'd know when it was the right time, and you're the only one that's left. Take it and go. Right. All of you now need to make a cool check, and I will explain why. You are facing a creature that is clearly born of chaos in some way, and being its very presence has a corrupting influence upon you. So, if you succeed... I have resistance to chaos. Does that help? Oh, that indeed bloody well helps uh, with this. <laughs> um, so, talent, resistance, chaos... Uh... Why is it not there? I would have expected it to be there. Why can't I find resistance to chaos? It is a talent, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Let's have a look in talents. Um, Maybe it's just under resistance. Yeah, I was expecting that, but it's funny how it can be sometimes. But this book actually has the most ridiculous um, index ever, so it's quite good in that. So resistance is 143, so it should be resistance. Um, ah, there we go. Yeah, talent. Uh, yes, so you will get... Oh, you can pass your first test to, re to resist, so you don't even need to roll this. Hooray, I pass. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else has to roll. Sister Nezka got a 40, and her coolness is actually 46. It's her highest skill. James? Oh, heck, I got uh, 33, and my cool is 36. Oh, excellent. So you all resist the the warping nature of chaos that is yeah. We ain't afraid of no ghost. But it's set towards you. So what does anyone want to do? I guess if I'm first then, if it's coming towards us, I'll look at the others and go, oh, bloody hell, and uh, grab my sling and sl slingshot this thing. <laughs> Yay! Hmm. Okay. So you're going to be using your ballistic skill with the slingshot. It's Correct. large, so you get plus 10 to hit it. And if you're shooting, you are rolling to hit is that ranged 
you brought raised if you yeah so you you're just rolling raised there's no it's not going to attempt to dodge because it's just a it's just a stone right go on then right yeah all right so i think now my sling is 51 so that's 61 so and i roll a 17 oh excellent so that will give you minus a 10 so that's plus five so you get plus one advantage now against it and the plus five is the success level so roll a d100 to see where you hit it. Three. Three. So you hit it smack bang in the head. Nice shot. <laughs> Excellent. And determine the damage. The damage is equal to the weapon's damage characteristic. It says strength bonus plus two brackets plus three. So that's three. And you hmm. the success level. So that's three plus five. So we're now up to eight. And it's got armor of one, so, uh, and I've also got its toughness bonus, which is three, so that's four. So four versus eight. So you do four, you do four, four wounds to it straight away. Nice shot. Hi, I just sort of do it a quick sling, but I'm looking terrified as I do it, like, oh, God, Sigma. Excellent. Uh, yeah, you're pissing it off, though, as you're doing that. You're, you really just pissed it off. Uh, you do realise that its eyes do have a green glint to them. Okay, Mike, what do you want to do? Okay, it's game time. Sister Nesca steps forward, steps forward and says, You cannot execute without a free and fair trial. The good book says so. And she smacks the Krampus with it, with her metal-bound book of laws. That's her improvised weapon. Improvise weapon. I thought you were going to do an improvised prayer. Uh, no, no, no. This is what we're doing. Okay, improvised weapon. Go for it then. All right. Uh, I'm not super good at this, guys, and I definitely missed. I got 77. Uh, yeah, you've definitely missed. Okay, cool. Uh, it will attack. It will attack. Uh, I'm gonna wait. Halfland's kind of small. It's gonna attack you, Mike. Let's. Yep. 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 Right in the face. Um. Are you going to dodge? You're not going to try and use your weapon skill to try and defeat it. You're going to try and use your dexterity to dodge out of the way, clearly. Uh, my weapon skill is better than my dodge. Oh, wow. You're so gonna... I should try to parry with my book? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's got iron chains across it, because it is a book of law. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. That's kind of cool. I like that. Okay. Uh, it's going to try and hit you. Uh... It gets a 26. Yeah, I got an 88. It's not looking good. Uh, that's two success levels. I'm going to find out where it hits you. Where does it hit you? It hits you on the 69. Um, hits you in the body, which is fine. And two success levels plus damage. Uh, so that's going to be two, two, five. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mike. What's your toughness bonus, and what armor do you have? I am only in priestly robes, so no, none of that. But my toughness bonus is three. Okay, you take seven wounds. Oh, I'm, I'm still good. Yeah, I know, right? I just have a. Uh, was this was this with a spear? Yeah, it, it, it's oh. you through the mid midriff. Oh, oh, oh! There goes my stomach. Oh, uh. it's not a critical wounds. You're not bleeding yet. Um, excellent. Good. Okay, James, it's your turn to act. Yeah. Um, huh. uh, You've got a big stick, big pointy hot stick. Yeah, 
and I think I'm going to do a. Um, uh, I'm going to smack it with the stick. Go on, uh, but I'm going to maybe stab it with the the poke. Oh, stab it, smack it. Either I'm going to leverage effect. Oh my god, that was rubbish. I want to re. I want to do a re-roll. I want to use my fortune and do a re-roll. Go on, then. Um, that was trash. There we go. That's better. Twelve. Oh wow! Um, so that's that's pretty damned good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You. My melee basic is forty. Your melee basic is forty. You are twelve. So that's three success levels. So it doesn't stop you. It got a six, and that means it's you still hit because it balances out. You both get three success levels, so it's enough. Um, Oh yeah, Mike. Also, if you really wanted to in combat, you can do a pray, uh, a prayer, and it'll give you plus one advantage to everyone in combat. Just FYI, I might do that next turn. Yeah, I know, right? Um, okay, so James, you've hit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've got no success levels because obviously that's all taken out because it tried to block you with its spear. And your strength, your your attack. What are you hitting with again? Your poker. So the poker, let's say, strength bonus is two on that. Your strength is? Uh, my strength is 38. Yes, yeah, so that's a strength bonus of 3, so we're up onto 5, and there's no other modifiers? No. Um, plus 1 for an, uh, an improvised weapon? I said plus 2 for the improvised weapon. Oh, okay. Cool. So I think, I think we're on 5. Um, and oh, we'll make it 6, because it's actually it's hot, and it seems to hurt it. Fire seems to be doing something as it sears through its flesh. Uh, five times three armor four. So you do a point of damage, but you can see that the the heat of the the poker, you know, scorches through its thick hide for its fur, and it kind of reacts, kind of backing off in pain. So you now have an advantage against it because you've dealt it some damage. Yeah. It means it's round. And we can start all over again. So it's even Michael here who wants that first. All right. Well, I think I back away a little, and then I'll go for another slingshot. Seeing uh, the sister go down, I'm like, sister. Uh, can I use advantage now to do something? That, it, the advantage will give you plus ten on the hits. So and it may be sensible to wait to see if Mike. Maybe Sister Nesbitt acts because they act at the same time. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Go on, then. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll wait for that then. See, I'm not a mean GM. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll have, have some fun. Sister Nesca keels over, falls, falls on her buttocks, and then seeing this large, green eyed beast in front of her just kind of scurries away, you know, across the floor. She holds her. Uh, holy symbol of Verena, the upside down, the dangling sword, and begins to pray, wishing that her goddess would give her and her friends the strength to vanquish this unlawful beast. The god does not respond. Oh shit, okay. Finally, in which case, the halfling's gonna obviously let loose another. Indeed, so that will be the 51, 61, and then 71 as I press my advantage because thinking, holy crap, maybe if we go for the eyes, go for the eyes! 63, so it's not too great success, but it is still 71, so that's 
one degree of success. That is one degree of success. So yeah. One plus the damage of the weapon, which is three, so that gives you a total of four. Uh, but its toughness means it bounces off its. Uh, well, it depends what you hit. So just roll to see. Yeah. What you hit. Uh, 95. You hit it in the leg, yeah, it bounces off, it doesn't harm it in any way. You just piss it off somewhere. Dang. So your advantage, but you haven't improved it. And it will, um, turn on, turn on James, because it's the last person that harmed it. And it's going to attack you. Uh, it's going to, mm, let's do that. It's going to reach out and try and grab you. So, I need to just check it's, uh... It's... That sounds like a melee brawl, right? Well, I need to check how this bloody thing works briefly. <laughs> I did write... I did... Uh, oh no, it can't even do that yet, so it's just going to attack you as normal. Uh, so do you want to dodge, or do you want to use your weapon skill, James? Ah, uh, ha, 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 I think I'm going to use my weapon skill. Of course you are. It completely misses you, don't even bother. Nice. Uh, you know, there's a clash of its spear, which you determine is made from some tough uh, iron-like wood from the forest, as it clashes against the the uh, the hot poker, and there's a, a sizzle in the air as the chill of the, the Krampus meets the heat uh, of the poker. And it's a great point which, James, you get to strike back. Yeah, so I'm going to have at it again um, whilst shouting in its face, I really think you're meant to have this card. <laughs> like, uh, 29. So... Uh, so it's a hit, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, 40. I'll, see, I'll see if it can stop you. No. And where do you hit? Uh, is that another percentile? Uh, yeah. Um, right in the 19. Uh, okay, so you hit it in its uh, arm that's holding the spear, and uh, what did you roll on your hit on your hit roll originally? Sorry, what was your? Uh, it, I got twenty. Twenty. So your success level is what? That's like a two, is it? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So two plus three for the poker uh, versus it's oh, two. And, um, oh. I had my advantage as well. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's that's definitely then uh, six. Uh, you could always spend a fortune to make it a, to add an extra success level on the on the hit, and that means you'll deal an extra wound effectively. Do you want to do it? Um, I've been spending fortune, so I'm going to hold on to it for the moment okay, because fine. I feel like I. So to. you deal deal a total of another two wounds to it. Yeah. Uh, again, it bellows out, you know, in fury as you're harming it. It backs off. It feels like actually that you're you're all a tougher fight than I was expecting and it's round again so it's up to Mike uh, with Sister Inezka and with Hero Was that another advantage I got? Yes, you did get another advantage as well Rad Verena, do not forsake me do not forsake my followers we must vanquish this beast give me your aid oh, hey I got a five Nice. On the prayer. Cool. Okay. So. That's a crit, right? Um. Automatic success. It's an automatic success for the prayer. So yeah, that gives you uh, an advantage, Mike. Um. So I wasn't. I was not quite right. What it means is you can pray while fighting, which is 
interesting. So each round you spend praying in combat by, by making a successful prayer test gives you plus one advantage. So it's to you yourself. Um, so you can you can use that then to hit it with your book if you want to. I'm hit throwing it with the, the book. book at it. I'm throwing the book. <laughs> cool, kill man. Okay. Let's do this. Um, uh, 94 is probably not that good. Come on, do you wanna do you wanna spend a resolve? Uh, is it resolve? Yeah, make it an automatic hit. Just sure. Do yeah, it. Let's use a resolve. Make it a hit. Okay. Resolve is spent. It looked like I was gonna miss, but don't worry. I still got him right in the chin. So a crit would be an 11, which would be uh to hit. Okay. So that's sure. hit roll is effectively an eleven mm. to make it critical. Uh, where did you hit? Oh, uh, let me check that. Assuming he has the same chart for uh, humans, I got a seventy-seven, which is the body. Which Just body. actually, so I guess I didn't get him in the chin. Yeah, you got him right in the chest. Straight at him. Excellent. And then, because it's a critical uh, damage, so first thing is we apply damage. So the weapon damage, what are we going to give for this book? Let's call it plus one, it's improvised weapon. Correct, yeah. Uh, success level was an 11 versus your weapon skill, melee, of... Uh, well, my ballistic skill, because I'm throwing it, of is 37. So uh, it's, a, uh, it's two levels of success. That's two levels, okay. Two plus one, uh, let's put plus... You're going to do at least what, a point of, of damage. Uh, at least in this. But it being a critical means this music does test. Uh, if you score a critical, they take an immediate critical wound as your weapon strikes true, and that's the main thing. So obviously you'll get a further pointer of advantage, and now you get to roll on a critical table. So let's see what happens on the critical table. So we're going to roll on the critical body. So Mike, roll a d100. Can do. All right. Come on. Good roll. Ooh, got a nine. Nine. Oh, bummer. Tis but a scratch. But you could spend... Can you not spend something to flip the result? Yeah, let's just keep this. I think it's good. You can flip the result. You've got the points to do it. No, this is cool. It's just a scratch. Okay. Even my critical book damage barely dented, barely wounded this... Uh, this creature before us but it's now, it's now bleeding what does its blood look like storyteller oh its blood is certainly green it's and where it touches condensation turns to ice oh dear well i'm gonna guess it's me up next i see the book fly through and i go it was worth a shot so at this point, I realized i was reading the wrong damage it wasn't plus three for the sling of ammunition it was plus six Shit, is it? Yeah, it's cheap. Plus six, straight up plus six. Six. Oh, hmm. that's okay. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Exactly. So I shall once again say four, four, four at well, Shikimoto or, or her god, one of the gods. And I shall roll again. Is it? Have I lost my advantage now? I uh, know you got your advantage. Oh, nice. Oh, so it always just constantly is building up. That's quite cool. Unless it um, hits or wounds you, that's the only way you can lose it. Ah, in that case, it's still 70-something, then. Yeah. 55, so that's two um, degrees of success. Yep. Yeah. But it's a critical. 
Is it? Oh yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, nice. Fifty-five. Let's have a look at what you could have won or what you actually have won. <laughs> right. Okay. First of all, is a fifty-five. That's that's the main thing. That's a success level of two. Where did you hit? Because this is more important. Roll a d100. 28. Oh, you hit it in its, its free arm. Okay, that's fine. Damage. Let's do the, da the basic damage of the weapon. So it deals... Basic damage is 6, plus success level of 2. We know it's armor. So you deal another 4 wounds to it. So it's, it's pretty seriously injured now with gaping wounds, some of which were seared through it, some of which are these heavy stones that have like cut through its flesh. But let's do the critical injury on its arm. So it's a arm critical injury. Roll a d100. Oh, that sounds like a good roll for me. <laughs> that was me dropping it on the floor. That's stone clattering about as it does something to it. Oh, six. Oh, damn. Okay. It's a jarred arm. It gets another wound, and there's nothing in that hand, so it doesn't drop anything. Oh, okay. So let's turn up. I've forgotten how many wounds you've got. It's, it's got very few left. So you've acted. Mike's acted. It's going to try and attack. It's now really pissed off. Uh, it's going to turn on the halfling, who seems to be dealing out the most amount of damage. Um, it's going to strike you with... Uh, it's going to do a full-out... How does charging work? Does... Is that a thing? It should be a thing. It's going to charge the smallest guy there, which is possibly the most stupid thing. Uh, no, it can't do that. <laughs> it can't charge because it's already engaged. I mean, it's just going to try and strike you with its spear. Uh, it's got minus 10 to hit you because you're tiny. And yeah, it completely fucking misses. So you're fine. That's good because I was because uh, of dodge. I'm so small. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, James. Hello. You've got right. a hot poker, and this thing is bleeding, this green blood. It's got a wound to its face. Again, more of this green ichor kind of pooling down over its eye. And, yeah, you're, you're, it's so close to being dead. You could possibly finish it here. You've um, plus two advantage, at least, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to... I mean, I guess at this point in the fight, you know, it's it's gone after uh, Hero, so I'm, I've kind of probably got a free reign at its back, so I'm just going to... Go for it, go for it, go for it. Um, oh, hmm. Uh, so I'm going to spend one of my fortune to re-roll that. Okay. Do it. Um, Do you not have any... Uh... Oh, that's better. Three. Three? Oh, that is, yeah. that, like... Yeah, that's 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 a hit. That's a full-on hit. So, uh, my, I've got two advantage. So at the moment, my melee basic is sixty. Yeah. And. So, okay. Yeah. So many successes. How many success levels is that? Then? I'm going to see if it will block you first. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, it's it doesn't beat you on the success levels. Yeah. So you've got the effective one. It tries to parry you with its spear, turning to. To, you know, to, to contact with this poker. So your effective success level is one, okay? But it's one plus four. So you do, you're going to do, uh, we're going to say you do at least one point of wound to it. So you, your advantage goes up as you drive the poker into its back multiple times, you know, penetrating, piercing the 
the flesh, the muscle, again, more blood oozing from it as there's that distinct sizzling sound as heat meets cold. And it's round, and it's back round to either Sister Inezka or Hero, and this should be it. You have it. I shall let Inezka go first, I think. Come on, Inezka. She's still got advantage. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have my book. Um, um, I look around. Uh, there's a candlestick. I throw the candlestick yep. at it. Yep, come on then. Okay, this is with ballistic skill again. Remember, you've got plus 10 because it's bigger. Uh, but I definitely do not hit. It's a 71, unfortunately. Ah! <laughs> God, okay. Wait, come on now. You surely use all of your fortune now. No, no, no. You can have the honor of uh, trying to kill this thing. Oh, all right then. <laughs> I will see Inezka miss with the candlestick. I'm like, oh, sister, you really got to get better at hitting things right in front of you. And I once again twirl my sling around and try to hit this thing in the head. Have I got more advantage now? Because I hit it again. Yes. So double. So now my 60, 70, 81? <laughs> Bloody hell, alright. Let's see. 26. Okay. So many it, success levels. <laughs> it will try and dodge out the way, but it's obviously seriously injured at this point. Well, wings is not. Once it's down to zero, it counts as having a lot of issues. Let's see if you can dodge it. What did you roll? 26. 26. That gives you success levels. So let's see. If I. It's 51 plus 61 for range, two advantages. So 50, 60, 70, 81. So that would be six success level. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. So you're effective against it. It's four plus the damage is six, is ten. Roll the, the uh, location. 27. That's its right arm that you hit last time, that you jarred. Uh, you deal awful amounts of damage to it, and then criticals during the critical... Uh, let's see... You, you, it's, you, it, the final hit cuts, you know, lands deep into its shoulder. There's a spray of blood. It howls out in pain and slumps down dead. It is spent, it has fought as hard as it can against you. There is nothing more for it to do. And that is the end of it. Now, of course, when you do enough damage to it, when you hit it, and you cause enough damage to go over the number of wounds it's got, uh, you can also do a critical roll against its arm. So, roll a critical against its arm. Six, uh, 36. Right, which does... You, you effectively, like, almost, with that hit, the, you almost kind of cleave its, uh, its hand off at the wrist. But before you is this slumped, malformed child that you believe of Gerlach. The true child of Gerlach. And of course, before you is the dead body of Helmut, the, you know, the imposter child. I basically yell to Frida, Club its head off! Club its head off in case it gets up again! Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna like just jam the poker like right in the back of the spine and uh, like yeah. where the spine meets the neck and just kind of wedge it in. Uh back of the brain. Yeah. And as the night the, the rest of the night progresses as the full relevation of what has occurred, what this creature is, 
it becomes apparent, the full truth becomes apparent. That poor homeless man, apparently a doctor, was the doctor that that helped the birth of the true helmet, the creature that you have fought and killed. And because of the the, the monstrosity that Gerlach saw before him, he had the boy, you know, um, he got rid of the boy, left him in the woods, seeing it as a creature of chaos, not being able, not being strong of heart to kill it himself. He had the doctor sent away to an asylum, believing he was the reason why his wife gave birth to such a monstrosity and why his wife was now dead. And while in the town of Essen is where he acquired a replacement child, a replacement son. And that's the end of that. Right. So uh, I think the plan is, um, well, we're going to still arrest uh, Saskia and, uh, you know, make sure he goes to trial. And um, I think all of the family's belongings will be um, gifted to uh, or seized by the state with a healthy contribution to the Temple of Arena, of course. Of course. And I will, with Frida at my side, loudly proclaim in the tavern us to be the greatest slayers of the Krampus demon. And the Krampus will no longer bother anyone. Me, mainly. Frida helped. And of course, Sister Ineska. You are easily gifted a large, ample amount of gold crowns from the Reeves uh, collection, with the rest, of course, being donated to proper charities and good causes and the Temple of Verena. But yes, you are proclaimed Slayers of the Krampus. And with that, the Night of Mondestil is over. And with the events that have occurred, the villagers all seem more happy than ever to be honest with themselves and to speak of their sins and to finally put this terrible year behind them. Because of course, as we know, there is a certain, well, there is certainly a storm of chaos of some sort that will be coming down in future years. edition so we'll have a quick decompress because we we're on about half an hour over that was okay uh, i didn't have a feel for how quick that combat would be but we filled it in with some really awesome roleplay thank you very much for taking part uh highlights opinions whatever you feel like and then we'll wrap up well i think one highlight to start with actually is uh the entire character creation process in warhammer 4 uh, warhammer fantasy roleplay fourth edition is extremely quick especially when you use the random tables i was delighted to crank out this character in like about really like 15 minutes i just had to go back and check over the uh, the talents and what those did but uh yeah just the speed that you can make characters is uh pretty awesome you know compared to other games and yet despite it being really fast to make characters and all that uh the system does have a lot of depth especially with the new advantages and uh, how a lot of the uh, uh, different elements interplay with that. Uh, really rad. Really like it. Excellent. James, this is your second outing. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is the first time I made a character because you uh, you originally rolled my blacksmith for me. Um, it was interesting going through it. Uh, I liked that there was like if you had something kind of particular in mind, there's options for. Do you just want to roll it randomly? If so, get a whole bunch of bonus experience. Do you want to kind of give yourself a couple more options? Have a little bit less bonus experience. Like that's that's kind of nice because I mean like. I probably would not have played a villager in a long campaign, um, but I I enjoyed the character that I got. Um, didn't get to use a bow. Unfortunately, bow usage is one of my best skills, but I don't own one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the equipment thing. I think you, yeah, there's some GM fear with that to to make things appropriate. I think that they don't put give characters randomly generated lots of stuff because I think they just want to make sure that no one's overladen with stuff and becomes a total powerhouse straight out of the bat. Yes. So yeah, your character could have done with maybe a bow, but you know, is a great character in many other ways. I think it was a great social character, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I, I liked um, I liked Gossip. I think because I, knowing kind of how, or having played before, it was nice to kind of pick some of the stats that I knew, like Okay, this is something I kind of want to do, and this is something that I think might be fun. Um, uh, the talents are nice as well. I like the talents; they kind of change your character up a bit. They give you some um, some nice flavor. Yeah. Um, cool. And okay. there's a lot of interesting classes in there. I mean, heck, there's enough for the not exactly a D100 table. Um, like you roll a D100, but there's like yeah, there's tons. There's yeah, tons. a whole ton of stuff. And Craig, how did you enjoy playing at Halfling? I enjoyed it a great deal, actually. Um, I was initially, I think, when I read that, oh, you can make characters random, I was like, oh, who wants to make random characters? But I really enjoyed this randomly made character. There was quite a few things that you just had to sort of think, how do they work? And they worked quite fun. Um, I really like the system. Actually, I quite I like I like really like the idea of advantage because I think the advantage felt like the thing that in past games, especially like Dark Heresy, where you just you miss, you miss, you miss, and it was like no, if you actually start doing well, you keep doing well, you know, you know, so like it builds up, builds momentum. Like you know, you get that shot, that first shot, in, and you're like, oh, I know where like, you get the the knack of it, which is kind of I think was really well represented with the combat for you. Exactly. And again, I also in character creation just really love like all the mix and matching that can happen with like careers and classes and it just all of a lot of that builds the character, especially from a roleplay point of view, straight from the get-go. Uh even, you know, my small vicious dog on the sheet is literally just an item, but you know, it ended up being our MVP. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it, was great. it was just it was such a great way of just leading in a bit more plot without, you know, shoehorning it in in some ridiculous way. Uh, how did you feel with the story? Because I mean, I uh, loved it. I had a really good time, guys. Yeah, I um, really. I, I obviously you are a freelance writer for them now, so this is very good because I definitely felt that was a nice, simple story, but it still had a very Warhammer feel. There was some horrible stuff going on. There was a bit of comedy, but quite some dark stuff, especially like, you know, the resolution, like, you know, that's some dark stuff. <laughs> and it was very Warhammery. There was chaos involved. We, um, my highlights from you guys, uh, Michael and Eska was amazing. I loved the uh, Thanks. prayer scene 
you know, just the scene of like the confession scene, I thought that was super warhammery mm. and great. Just like, you know, you put your thing there. Uh, and Frida as well. I really liked the conversation with the old man uh, and the cards. I just thought you were, that was your one of your moments as well as the gossip. I, I, Frida just came across like a really earnest person. Yeah. Quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, that, thank you. Like that is what I was trying to because yeah, last um, I, we, this is my second time playing Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and my last character had survived a Tzentian like infestation. Um, so basically, was just not having any of it. It's like, hey, have some free soup. Fucking no. Like that is <laughs> like I don't trust it. I don't trust you. Like um, and it was it was a very different thing to play. But it's it's nice because as you said um. The, the random characters kind of informed how I was playing this. Because mm. um, usually I, I typecast myself a lot. Uh, I do very chatty characters and I don't fight anything. Um, so it's nice to have something to... Yeah, sorry. I'm, no, I no, that's fine. No, again, I was just saying, so that was my favorite one from you guys. And of course, Chris, uh, great DMing, really good descriptions. Uh, I loved the voices of all the characters. Especially likes your posh lord. Oh, yes, you know. And I, I really liked the guy who was talking to Vanessa, that other voice, like, I told you to keep it cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is me just cribbing notes from like either people I know from family or so forth from Herefordshire, which is obviously very farmers and everything else. And then I guess my, my posh lord voice is also my I think I think Sam um, so my wife Sam who fortunately helped me figure out uh, something that was missing in this scenario. So I was like, how do I, why is this, why is this beggar involved? Why is he helping this Krampus? She's like, I it's the doctor that delivered the child. I was like, fucking course, isn't it? Why did I even realize that for the plot? Oh, right? wow. Oh, yeah, genius, was like, and again, that was very Warhammer to have like the beggar. Of course he was once someone and then he saw too much. And in Warhammer that turned <laughs> you into a horrible <laughs> beggar or dead. The Lord voice is basically my Chris, my Christopher Lee, you know, uh, Wicker Man. Oh yes, yeah, so this is what we do here. Um, which I think Mike, Mike and James is the same voice I do for um, the uh, what's his name? I can't remember the guy that owns the hotel in the uh, the Hungers from Beneath Chronicles of Darkness playthrough that we did. That's on on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, back the in the day. Guy, nice, same guy, but he dies this time rather than hmm. being in charge of a cult or anything else. But yeah, but. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, and those were my highlights. What about you guys? Uh, I, I loved the talk. I just, I loved how just shifty, Craig. I loved how shifty your halfling was. Like yeah. he was well mean, but he wasn't going to put himself. He wasn't going to. He wasn't going to just easily put himself in 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 danger just for just because it's the right thing to do. There has to be mm. some payment there in some way, whether it's ale, food, mm. or money, which was really great. Um, my, yeah, the, the the Craig was also right. The scene, the scene with the the confessions was just like, wow, this is just. I don't even know why I slot in there with the characters, and the whole thing with pies was just like, okay, how weird do yeah. I get? Like, definitely worked. You said it was literally an opening for how weird can I be? And it was like, fuck, two old guys p getting pissy about pies is just pretty Brexity for me, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh yeah um and uh yeah i think james just like you just totally he just sniffed around for everything it was great um and i think there were some really good opportunities like with fumbles and so forth with like you know having the dog run off and having that uh forbearance of the krampus the actual krampus because i was wondering not 
if I hadn't had that, it would have felt again not as natural to have fitted in. But the fact that that fumble turned up at that moment was just really like, oh wow, that's a that's a proper godsend to like just go and now you see something really weird. Hmm. Yeah, Craig, I gotta ask, like, uh, are you a big fan of uh, Warhammer Fantasy or uh, anything like that? Because he really mm-hmm. slotted into the halfling role incredibly well. Very spot on. Oh, thank you. No, um, I, I am, but I admit I actually had forgotten about how most halflings involvement, and I did today at work quickly reread some wiki entries. All right, right and I went, Oh, yes, halflings. But no, no, I, I love Warhammer Fantasy. Um, I've only been able to play the 40k game, but... I really wanted to get the third edition, actually, but it was always too expensive. All those cards and miniatures. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, I you know I love Warhammer, I love Warhammer Total War. This is men all the way. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I think this this is all me. Just get, even though current this edition, FY is like set in the year two five something something. So it's fairly contemporary old world before the um the the end of the old world. Uh, but my obviously favorite time period is it has to be during the the years around the uh the fall of mordheim because mordheim yeah. is a great skirmish game and there's just that that book and if you talk to thomas Perrin, uh thomas uh about it it's just like there's so much from that book that really i think took warhammer from its 80s kind of era really into this kind of dark weird that we got for like the, the 90s yes yeah. mordheim was cool it's also a great setting uh, for the Warhammer world, or especially the Empire, because it's the time of three emperors, so everything is just in chaos. Everything is just actually really in chaos. Like, you could do almost any plot, and no one's going to go, oh, you can't do that because Emperor Carl Franz is going to... Emperor Carl Franz is, like, hundreds of years away, and no one gives a shit right now. So, uh... And also, I get to I get to do uh, satirical or pastiches of of my life in Germany. Hence, you know, choosing particular names like Bochum or or Essen and, and and various things. Although Essen and Bochum are actually cities in the Ostermark, which just says everything about um, about Warhammer. I mean, if we were to run another really interesting scenario, I could always use the town of Royston Vesey, which does happen to be in the uh, the realm of Sylvania. And if you know what Royston Vasey is in uh, TV terms, then you understand why I would pick it. I, I do. We are getting late in the hour, uh, and it is the Christmas weekend, and uh, and the longest night is actually here and, got, and, and progressing for us right now. Right now, listeners. Mm. We are in Monday still right now. But thank you for listening. If you've really enjoyed this, uh, please get in contact with Duff Lays Radio. Uh, at darkdaysradio at gmail.com on our Facebook, on our Twitter at darkdaysradio, at our Instagram darkdaysradio where you'll see toy soldiers possibly related to Warhammer because I might finally finish painting my um, my undead things for Age of Sigma which are really cool and, and fitting with uh, the new stuff uh, and of course uh, if they want to get in contact with Red Moon Roleplaying, because you guys do tons of actual play recordings, which you put a ton more work in than than we will do for this by you do by miles. Uh, <laughs> please, please go listen to that. Uh, so, where can they find you, Craig? Uh, uh, com is our main site and from there you can go to our YouTube, Twitter, iTunes we try and be available on all the things so go there and you should be 
pointed in the right direction. Uh, and again, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast. It was really fun playing with you guys. And a great game. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike, James, any last comments? Or is that it? It's been Whoop. a grand session. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Wolfric 4th Edition. Awesome. Definitely check it out. Yep. Awesome. Excellent. Hopefully. Ah, see what other crazy crap I get to write then, eh? Anyway, that's enough of that. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. And hopefully the Krampus won't steal you in the night.